0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is episode two of Cinema Bros, and we're so glad that you've joined us again. This is G, and I'm here with my fellow Cinema Bro. Nicholas, what's up, guys? (laughs) Welcome (laughs) back to episode two. So we told you guys uh, on our last episode that we're going to be talking about uh, the Batman, and so here we are. Here we are. Oh, man. You want
1: to just get right into it? um unless you've got anything else to talk about beforehand i say we get right into it because i'm not gonna lie to you i'm excited to talk about this movie
0: yeah i'm excited about this movie it's a a three-hour movie just shy of just shy so uh we're gonna try and keep this limited but we're gonna try we might get carried away i don't know if it's gonna be possible Uh, i don't know (laughs) We'll we'll see if it's possible so, what you got? What you got as far as the beginning? You want me to kick us off? <laughs> yeah, I
1: do want you to kick us off. <laughs> okay, so, I guess I wanted to start with, in the, you know, somewhat, like, creepy intro we have, where the after we see the title card. Right. The somewhat creepy intro we have where... uh where eva maria obviously plays which we'll go back to i guess multiple times throughout this podcast that that song first plays and it comes back a million times it does as the riddler is watching um some people through a window Mm -hmm. um and that plays which comes back majorly multiple times that song does i mean um, for the Riddler as a character, but you don't necessarily know it's him,
0: right? Yet. And that's what I was gonna say because yes. at first you don't really know who it is, who they're, who he's watching, mm-hmm. um, or or any of that. So it, it definitely piques your interest when the movie starts because you're you're trying to you're automatically trying to figure out who's who and what's going on,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, you definitely are. Um, yeah, and it's. It's very like creepy scene. someone's watching someone, you know, is basically yeah. what. And then, you know, it immediately cuts to someone who we find out is the current mayor of Gotham City. Right. Watching the uh, news, which was a debate, I believe it was. It was right. a debate.
0: It was his debate with the uh current I guess uh the the other candidate right for mayor, yeah. The other candidate. His opposition. Right. You could say. Who
1: is laura rial i believe her name is bella bella rial yeah thank you
0: so and i i I noticed this too and i wonder if this was intentional rial is her last name and it's spelled like real and her slogan is a real change right yes So i wonder if that was uh you know if they did intentionally. no yeah i have to assume they did okay
1: yeah i hope so it Um, just makes
0: way too much sense for them not to have right
1: no yeah for sure (laughs) And um, you're introduced to the villain of this movie, who is, of course, the Riddler, in a really creepy way. And that's it being a jump scare when you first watch the movie. You know, it goes black because he turns the TV off and he he walks away and
0: boom. So Riddler's there. And I actually, like, made a point to keep that. So because he turns the TV off. No, he doesn't turn it off yet. Not yet. The right. TV just kind of goes The TV black goes first. dark, and he yes. walks away, and you don't see him. But then when the TV, like... Re-illuminates. Un- and it lights him up there, and he's just standing there. It's like the reflection in his glasses, which yeah. makes it even creepier, because it's like eyes. When he's wearing a mask, too. Just... And, uh, Overall looks really creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's like a fear, you know? Someone's in your house. I get why people are afraid of the dark, right? Right. Because it's just, you've got this guy...
1: You're right hanging out and yeah you don't even know and nothing is said every turns tv off it's completely quiet and then he like does this weird like shriek noise it's, jumps
0: on him and very primal it is yeah when he he almost it's is, like he was getting ready or preparing, he, and and so i was kind of th- so he's watching the mayor right right um this figure because still at this point um you really don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they haven't identified who this individual is in the mayor's house. Right. Um, so, I mean, you know it's the Riddler, but he's watching the mayor. And actually, you know, the mayor turns the TV off and takes a last sip of his drink. And you almost get the feeling that he's going to turn around and look over his shoulder. But he doesn't.
1: Doesn't. Yeah.
0: And that's when he gets attacked. the riddler and so i was almost wondering if the riddler wanted him to notice him because he did make this like very primal like Right. shriek
1: before he... I, I I think you're right. I think he wanted him to be scared before he killed him, which yes. if he turned around and saw someone staying there, he would have been scared. So maybe that's why this, the scream or the shriek
0: was to scare him because he didn't mm-hmm. turn around. It was an alternative. Or out know. of like frustration or anger, but that's a good point mm-hmm. about him being scared because fear is brought up a lot in the movie.
1: Fear's a big tongue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. He attacks him and then... It's pretty disturbing how then he's just breathing so – it's just like he's so calm, right? It's and just it's like, like –
1: it's almost like he's like – it's like he's happy. There's no like, you know, there's no like worry, I guess, in his breathing. You know, he's very like he, – at one point he kind of takes a deep breath. He's like, ah, oh, like he did it. He yeah. killed the mayor, you know? Yeah. Um, which I wanted to mention that there is a single shot on, a, on the floor of the carpet tucker – Which you don't really learn what it is unless you know until the very end of the movie, which it comes back in a major way. And when it does, you're like, this guy's really smart. The Riddler planned it so far ahead that he knew they'd find that weapon. But it comes sliding towards the camera, and you already see it. Um, But the shot lingers until he comes walking over, and I think it's so so you recognize it later. Right, you know, if you know what no, it means. I think it yes. definitely
0: was to plant that seed, and there's several things that either come back full circle or just mm-hmm. have a whole nother layer to it right um, but I agree right, yeah, and i yes right and 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 so I mean that that's basically like your opening scene as which the, I thought was a. Assassination.
1: actually an amazing but. opening scene there's no Batman it just gives you the tone of the movie right right of the way which yeah. is as described by the director matt reeves is a is an is a noir it's supposed to like feel really like old detective like you know they said i don't know if you knew this little my our first nugget okay but um little fun fact. they actually ran the footage of the movie through film to make it appear more like grainy
0: so as i'm watching this movie i'm pick i I won't say I picked up on the graininess, but I definitely noticed that um, they're setting. I feel like a mood, a tone for the city. They're make they're creating this atmosphere because the whole movie is very dark, mm-hmm. and I feel like <clears throat> there's a lot of like not whispering, but I feel like a lot of the dialogue is very quiet. It is, it's
1: very quiet. So, we're a very
0: quiet movie as it come, but uh, from dialogue, I'd say,
1: yeah. In the terms of dialogue, it's very quiet. Mm-hmm. But uh, the film thing is very interesting because you do kind of pick up on it how it's uh, dark and everything's very noir which yeah. is what he was going for, so
0: I, I, Yeah, I think that's the best word for it. <clears throat> I didn't think of that word. I thought of, you know, it's just real dark. But noir yeah, is right. actually the proper terminology. Um, but so after this, uh, it's kind of when Bruce Wayne, Batman, starts mm-hmm. narrating. Oh, Uh, he gave his
1: identity away. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, crap. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, Um, Yeah, the the narration, which is definitely one of my favorite parts of this movie. And I just want to go ahead and get this out of the way. I love 95% of this movie. Okay. I mean, this movie is, I love it. I love this movie. So, I'm going to be saying that a lot. So, I'm sorry if I sound repetitive, but I do love the narration. I think every superhero movie should have its main character narrating a great way
0: to do the movie. I think so. Okay. Well, and we kinda talked about this on the last podcast as that, you know, this is kinda your realm. The D C, the Marvel, the superhero stuff, like this is your Well I appreciate it. I like to think so. Yeah. yeah. Well definitely. So I mean yeah, yeah. I, I I would take your word on that. Right. Anyway. So when I was watching it in the
1: theater for the first time, I had high hopes for this movie. Like I was I was so nervous and excited because I wanted it to be so good because I thought it was going to be. And when he started narrating, I was kind of leaning back in my chair and just went, this is perfect. Yeah. This is what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted, um, it's it's almost like he is reading panels of a comic book to you, mm. which I think is a very cool detail that I, because Matt Reeves in this movie, the director wanted this movie to be comic booky. Okay. He wanted it to feel have that feel, which I don't think any other Batman movie has really captured. I would say some of the movies have captured
0: goofiness of comic books, but none of them <sighs> have captured the seriousness, which I think this movie did. And so maybe as someone who didn't grow up reading comic books, that's what I'm I I missed because I actually would have argued that it wasn't comic booky when you look at previous Batman movies where you have mr freeze you have you know arnold schwarzenegger you have jim carrey in like a, a green spandex suit you know what <laughs> Gosh, i mean yes. uh, just very costumey whereas i felt like all of the characters in this movie were it, it was very real mm-hmm. I, I would say no it, it is very realistic yeah.
1: first movie, and i would say it's comic booky. you bring up a good point because it is comic booky, but it also isn't in some ways and i think he was mainly going for a comic book Home. okay, and by that not recent or comic books because I'd say like Michael Keaton's Batman, for instance, took inspiration from like the comic books of that time, which were very like goofy, and all the villains had like a, sh- a stick or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. these kind of took inspiration from the like oldest Batman comics you can you can find, which okay. are which were originally called DC was Detective Comics. Because their first one of their first heroes was Batman and he was the world's greatest detective, which this
0: movie leans into Batman being a detective a lot. So DC originally was stood for detective comics. Yeah, it still does. A little history lesson.
1: Another nugget. I can less. Myself included. So that's kind of an interesting thing where you know it Yeah. I think it kinda takes
0: that could it's, probably it's be a whole nother episode in itself. It's an, it's an added, added to, layer, right? Getting into the history, but of but I love and stuff.
1: how much detective Batman is in this movie. We haven't gotten to so, the Batman
0: stuff yet, but I just love it. Wow. I, and I actually picked up on that. So we we'll, you know, uh, <clears throat> he he ends up getting to the crime scene, but I, I wanted of the of where where the mayor was murdered. But mm-hmm. I wanted to point out how all of this is happening on Halloween. Um, Right. And as he's narrating, there's a shot which is in downtown Gotham, happens to look a lot like, uh, it's not Central Park, Times Square, New York, happens to look a lot like Times Square, New York. Yes, yes. It does. But he's talking about how the crime is and, you know, all of these elements of how the city's gone downhill and everybody it's halloween so everybody's wearing their masks and it's almost showing how everybody in the city is a monster that's a really good point
1: yeah because they show multiple people in their masks and they're like and big part of this movie is unmasking yep the truth yeah and just masks in general yep so that's a really good point Hmm. um and in the intro yes and in the (laughs) intro we see him start to put eye makeup on as he's narrating, and they start to show you different crimes happening in the city. You know, he's saying, I yes. can't be everywhere at once. Yes. This is one of my favorite parts of the movie, the intro, where he starts narrating, and he's seeing these different crimes. One guy's robbing a store mm-hmm. who's wearing a drop head costume, which you yep. later find out is, like, the term for, like, Gotham's, like, druggies, basically. Yeah. Um, and then we see some guys <clears throat> trashing, like, I, I believe it's just, what is it? I think it's bank? a bank. It's a bank. I yeah. believe it is. Because The and, spray paint broke across the columns. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And then we see, finally, some guys getting off a
0: train to try and, like, jump and rob this guy at yeah. a train station. It seems like they're, they've got, like, a new member and they want to initiate him by beating somebody up, pretty much.
1: Right. Yes. And then you and the criminals both don't know where he is. I can, you keep thinking, okay, he'll be at this one. And then they show a different crime. You're like, maybe he's at this one. Right. But the point of the intro is to show, and he says this himself, is that he can't be everywhere at once. But the point of what he's doing and what he's achieved is that that's the point. And no one knows where he is. And he's right. the shadow. To make people think
0: twice. About doing crime. Right. Because could, is, is he going to go get me or not? And, and I think he even has a point where he says, uh, fear is a tool fear is a tool I or fear that. is a weapon or I believe something it's like, fear is a tool i think yeah. it is yeah
1: yeah I wrote, yeah it's fear is a tool and he says i am, am the shadows you know because and then the one guy drops the spray paint can and it rolls into this like dark part and he's just like i'm gonna leave it and he's like you know <laughs> is, is he standing there yeah you know if he is i'm getting out of here so him and his crew roll out mm-hmm. and the the drop head gets hit by a car looks up and the sees bat the bat sign sees the bat signal and he goes you know
0: Yeah, better get out of here.
1: And he gives up, too. And then he looks in an alley, and it's completely dark. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, finally, of course, you know, this is all wow. The theme starts playing. I would say one of my favorite superhero themes that's been made ever. I just find myself humming it after this movie's over. And it starts playing as the the theme composed by Michael Gianquino, which I wanted to go ahead and say... Big shout out to that guy because this theme is phenomenal. I just find myself humming it. Got it in my Spotify playlist. So I, it makes you feel cool when you're listening <laughs> to it. You know, you're like, yeah, yeah I am the shadow. You know, it is Damn right. it is awesome. It is such a good theme. And they you first hear it as he's putting the eye makeup on okay. and you're seeing the when I
0: Notice too that all of the main characters, at least, um, <clears throat> kind of have their own little theme music. Like it'll start mm-hmm. to play, and you realize, okay, this is going to be centered. This scene is going to be kind of right for uh, mm-hmm. this individual or that individual. Um, and it took me a while to notice that. But, to pick him up, yeah, yes. And it's all Michael G. and Kino. That guy yeah. is so good, and he's done movies
1: you don't even like realize that he's done. You know, um, ah, gosh, I looked up the other day. Uh, He's he's done all the Jurassic World films. Really? Yeah, he's done a few couple Star Wars movies. The dude's good.
0: He's got some. He's done a few. He's done
1: a few Thor movies for Marvel, I believe. Okay, over at Marvel, he's done a few of those. So what else? What what, what you got? What you got next?
0: Well, so I'm just kind of going back to what we were talking about with the different scenes showing all the different crime going on. They did a really good job setting it up to show how the city's. Seems like it's in an anarchy. Yes. I mean, just, you know, anywhere you go, um, there's going to be trouble. But mm-hmm. we talked about the group of guys that ultimately were going to initiate this kid into their little gang or whatever um, by jumping this guy when he gets off the subway. And this is when... Batman pretty much makes his appearance. Well, right. And I wanted to
1: mention before we get to that... Okay. That the, the kid that they're about to initiate already looks nervous, but the minute they get off the subway and the subway finally drives away and they've cornered this guy, he looks up for a few seconds and Sees there it is again. the bat signal. You know, and he's hurt. You can see it in his face. He's a little... He's
0: like, mm, I don't know about, about this guy. worried guys. about that. Right.
1: Yeah. Yes. You can already see he's a little worried about it. Which... Quick nugget again. Oh, another one. The that kid that is being initiated yeah. was actually in another uh, DC project on HBO Max. He played Tim Drake, which is a, a version of Robin in the TV show Titans. He actually played a version of Robin, and then he was he was also in this movie as just this like kid who eventually. I mean, he. Well, you know, but you know, he plays this kid, and I was just like, oh, he's in two different DC projects.
0: Well, Matt Reeves wants to do a trilogy, and so what if somehow this incident, right? Yeah. This, uh this is the turning point. His wake-up right? Yes. And it drives him to. Wouldn't that be something? Maybe. Who knows? I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. So if you've ever seen that show, you understand okay. that nugget.
1: It's kind of a cool, kind of a cool fact. You were probably going to be dropping all the nuggets on this episode. Well, you had the last nuggets. So <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'll take over this one. That's you fair. had the Sopranos mob nuggets. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. And I just want to mention that the setting of Gotham, this version of Gotham, mm-hmm. is the most... I'll say it's it's the most closest to version of the comic book I've read. So It's lem- always dark. It's always raining. It is. and it's, Yes. And it, it just looks perfect to me. It's so... Grimy, and I think the... What year was it? 2019, I believe? Uh, or 2018? Uh, 2017? I don't know. But the the Joker film with... Uh, okay. Uh, that movie captured a pretty good Gotham, I would say, as well. That was set in the 70s. Um, that captured Gotham really well, as uh, I would say. Talking about the one with uh, Jared? No, Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. And Robert De Niro are Got in that it. movie. Um it's just right off the comic page i feel like just torn right off it's always rainy you know versus something like the dark Knight, which they just take overhead shots of chicago which is fine but it's <laughs> you know this is it though right i, I mean it's fine if you don't really care but i care gotcha gotcha <laughs> you know because oh, and I i'm sure want, there's
0: plenty of yeah i want gotham to well. feel
1: like batman's like well, I mean, walking the, around
0: the, the, well that's what it is right we're we're watching batman right? so it's got to yes. be you know exactly
1: exactly so I just wanted to say that I just think it's perfect, the, s- the setting is. So then we can go back to where you were, Batman well, makes his
0: grand entrance right? introduces so, himself to us yeah. in oh, a very and grand what a, way. What an introduction it is. Now, I did have one thought, right? So they just set us up to show that all these people are like terrified of Batman. Mm-hmm. But when he comes, you know, so they, they stop what they're doing because they hear these footsteps, right? Ooh, and, where the, does he, and what does he do? He comes out of the shadows. The footsteps. The footsteps. But what I don't, this is the one thing uh, that I didn't understand, but I got past it pretty quick because it's a crazy scene. Mm-hmm. Was that they didn't seem to recognize him. They're like, oh, what is this guy? I get that it's Halloween. Well, so that main guy that he first, that is in the front that you focus on the most. Who's who's like, kind of like like the ringleader of their group. Yeah, he's kind of like laughing, like, look
1: at this guy. Yeah. And a few other guys are doing that, but if you look in the background, most of the guys are like taking a few steps back. Okay. Like, it's Batman. But I think some of the guys are just so, like, he's a myth, you know, because you got to think for most of these criminals, they've only heard about him. This is year two Batman. Well, he's been was, Batman for two years. Yep. Some of them have not run into them yet. You know, by the end of Batman's career, he's probably found every criminal. But at you know, some of them might just think he's a myth. He's in the newspapers. People say other criminals say, "Hey, we, see, we saw Batman." But when they first see him for the first time, that has to be a, a shock. Where
0: there he is. Yeah, he's real. And I guess you could see it either way: whether this is a real deal or like who's this wannabe? You know, that's true. Um, but I, that just a little light bulb went off in my head. Right. But then. Uh, the ringleader of the little gang or the, the head guy in their crew steps to Batman and I think he has a machete and he goes to take a swing at him and Batman puts him in place real quick. He's, he's sitting on the floor pretty quick. Oh. <laughs> which, oh. He's laying on the floor.
1: He's laying on the floor. Yeah. And I just wanted to go back and say the footsteps is one of my favorite parts of this movie. When it's not the just, first time. Just coming out. Oh, in no, the no, shadows. Sorry. It's not the only time. It's not the only time which is why I love it so much. Yeah. And you just hear him. And they all start looking around, but you know, here he comes. And it's just so scary and so different to see when, in other Batman movies, he just, like, drops in. And, you know, has roller skates in his boots and is just like, what up? And he just, like, (laughs) drops in. When I, like, he, like, wants him to be scared. So he starts walking slowly, getting louder. And it's in the rain, so it kind of makes a cool sound. Mm -hmm. Which, another nugget. Matt Reeves said he wanted, uh, the, the footsteps are actually to the, to the, uh slow beat of his theme. Huh. Which I didn't even pick up. And then I found this nugget and said, oh, I'll have to say about that on the podcast. Oh, wow. So that's kind of a cool thing. I did not catch that. It's kind of like a slow tempo version of it, but each footstep gets louder, you know? Yeah. Obviously, as he's getting closer. Right.
0: And I think it's cool, too, since we're talking about him not, like, hopping in on roller skates or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Like, so... Or jumping out of a helicopter or something, you know? And I'm trying to think... And, and we may not have seen this yet in the movie, but throughout the movie, as Batman makes his appearance, it's cool because it's essentially, you're seeing Bruce Wayne, and, like, he's bringing the gear with him. Yes. And then, yeah. you
1: know... He always sees, like, a duffel bag or right. something, which is very realistic, because how are you going to carry that around? Right.
0: You know? It's sounds so, like under his clothes or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um or, like, some crazy suit like Iron Man, where you just, like, press just, a button and it just... It's just <laughs> on. Yeah. Uh,
1: and the, the footsteps just so, like, menacing and scary, and automatically just, like, kind of puts the criminals in their place. Oh, yeah. Here I mean, I he come. kicks all it's, their... It's a, a here-I-come sort of thing. Yeah. The presence he carries is, That's... is such... It, he has a reputation already. Only year two of Batman. Yeah. And I... You know, and we are, but I hope we see a lot more Robert Pattinson's Batman because the presence he carries is perfect. So I'll be honest with you,
0: I wasn't sure how I felt about Robert Pattinson being Batman. It was
1: definitely a controversial casting at the
0: time. I think it was, but I think anybody who's seen the movie has now agreed that he makes a great Batman. And I, I will actually say that with him, like, wearing the suit and he's got the mask on, right, uh... I was just, like, struck by, like, wow, like, this looks like what I would expect. Batman yeah, like. I mean, he's got, like, the jawline and everything. It's it very... Just, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. He looks perfect in the mask. So, one of the little nuggets that I have Ooh, is here that, we go. Jeez, uh, has got... G's mine are going to be look. far and few between. But I did read that um, when uh, Patterson... I'm, so, I'm sorry, Robert Pattinson was auditioning for the movie as soon as he put the oh no no no. he was putting the eyeshadow on his eyes and matt reeves was like yep that's bad like already yeah and apparently he auditioned in like former bat
1: suits he auditioned in val kilmer's suit but his head was too big so he had to wear george clooney's mask okay kind of an interesting uh thing and also off that nugget matt reeves i have another one matt reeves wrote the script with robert pattinson in mind he saw really? him in a film, which I can't think of right now. I haven't even seen it myself. I'll have to watch it because if, if he saw Batman in this movie, you know. some uh, It was in 2017, I believe. Some, I can't remember the movie, but Matt Reeves saw him in this movie and was instantly captivated by him and knew he was writing this for DC. So he wrote the script with Aaron Pattinson in mind. So while he was writing this movie, he always had him in mind. Huh. And then, so it was
0: almost like affirmation once right. he saw him putting that, the, the black makeup over his eyes. And then that just kind of...
1: Yeah, seal
0: the deals. <laughs> you know. Huh. Yep. Kind of an interesting fact. But but so basically after he like Batman kicks all these oh, dudes' yeah. butts and uh, Who are you? And he says
1: the icon the new now iconic line on vengeance, you know? Yes. Which I love. And we'll come back to that.
0: The vengeance, yes, yeah, we will. Him talking about vengeance.
1: We will come back to that. Um his his, his footsteps are, I just wanted to mention his footsteps are loud, his punches are heavy loud. He gets shot in this scene completely just Fires off. Yeah, he's definitely
0: got like some you AR five hundred. He's just body armor, absolutely or something just, like that. It just kind of bounces off, and then he uses like um it's like he has a taser built into taser his hand built into his hand.
1: I love. Yeah, it's, it's not too out there. It's but I the love. dude in his neck. Yeah, which I haven't known about this later, but I'm just going to go ahead and mention it now. Almost everything Batman has in this movie is like something you could like buy or get yourself, except for like you know the logo. But like he's wearing police boots. He yep. has a police belt on that's just, like, with stuff in it. Like, just, like, standard stuff. You can buy an army surplus, you know? Mm-hmm. And the the taser probably was just built into a glove. It's kind of like he took inspiration from, like,
0: police officers with yeah. the taser, the boots, you know? And he's I got mean,
1: all the stuff. and Except for the armor, really. Like,
0: yes, he's a vigilante, but, I mean, I, I, I would say, I would venture out on a limb and say that, in his mind, he is law enforcement. Mm-hmm. You know? Just yeah. in his own way he's the world's greatest detective right yeah. so i mean that's what
1: batman started out as and that's what this movie promises this movie fulfills the promise of the world's greatest detective um and i also like that in this fight batman gets hit he's not like perfect which shows you the year two-ness of it and how new he is at this that he gets hit a couple times but it doesn't matter i mean what's well, also just it, it makes it more realistic like the does. combat is more he just, some batmans just never get touched and he gets hit a lot right in the whole movie i mean he just he gets hit There's a big part at the end, which I don't want to jump to, but he gets hit. Yeah. You know, and it just kind of shows you he's new and he's not perfect. Right. I mean, and if you were in a room with 10 people and you try to fight them all, at some point, somebody's going to get you, you know? Yeah. So
0: it's, it's more realism, which this movie has. After he, I, I, I noticed, um, I made a note that the guy that he was there to save, Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, after he basically kicks everybody's ass. He does, yeah. The the victim, I'll call him, uh, was like, please don't hurt me. Mm-hmm. Like, even... So, and I feel like that made a comment as to, one, just how freaking brutal that was. But, two, just how rampant the crime is that, you know, everybody is a potential bad yeah. guy. It's also like the public doesn't trust him.
1: Right. And he's not really a hero yet, which the end of the movie has a great commentary mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. that nobody sees him as a hero yet and they don't trust him so this it kind of shows you that this guy's like I've heard stuff about you man like I know you just saved me but please but back like away. I don't know who, you're right yeah. but I don't know who you are yeah I mean you, so you wear a mask for a reason right yeah, that's so, a great point so next we go to the crime scene yes after that amazing intro finally ends and I was like wow this movie you know uh, we go to finally go to the crime scene Which, this is truly the part where I was like, okay, yes, Batman is finally an actual, like, detective in this movie. He's walking with, like, Gordon, Detective Gordon, as they're walking through, they're walking past all these cops. Which, in other Batman movies, the cops are always trying to catch him while he's trying to catch the villains. Right. And in this movie, much like in the comics, him and the cops, especially him and
0: Gordon. It's him and Gordon, because everybody else seems to be very... Mm-hmm. Uh hesitant, distrusting. Distrusting. There's yeah. almost like some sort of animosity in between yes. like between the, the the rest of the department and him. Um like to compare to the to the Dark Knight film. Him
1: and Gordon work together in those movies, but nobody knows they're working together except for Batman and Gordon. Gotcha. And in this movie Gordon's like, "Hey man, you're coming with me." He calls him man like all the time, which I love. He's like, man, you're coming with me to these crime scenes because I want you to figure stuff out, which he does. Right. You know?
0: Well, we're going to, and, and as we see here, uh, he's clearly a natural detective. He He's the best in the room. Yeah. He's I mean, he's noticing stuff. Like, there's a scene where he goes and he notices there's, like a like, an impression from the murder weapon in the floor. And then the evidence team is like, Oh, we miss that. Let's take a picture. And then go and take a picture. Yeah. And then they So like, basically, you know, they're just like, let's just follow him around yep. and do our investigation that right. way. Right. And he finds out. He tells them that the knife was still,
1: or the thumb was still cut off. He says like something about the, something around the wound. Is yeah, the, I think he
0: says. Did didn't he say it was done post mortem, like yes. after he had died? Right. Yeah. Because of like how the how it was cut off. Yeah. He
1: just notices things that nobody else does. Mm-hmm. You know, which maybe if you, I mean, gave Gordon time. Gordon's a great cop. You know, if you gave him time, he'd figure it out. But Batman's just, he's quick. He's on it. He's quick. He's just quick. on it. Yeah. yeah. He sees it and it's boom. He notices it. And I'm going to say favorite points, favorite part of the movie again, but the Batman and Gordon relationship in this movie is portrayed perfectly to me. Okay. It's very, we're going to help each other out. we are We're partners. You know, it is like they're partners. Mm-hmm. Gordon and Batman are partners
0: and they work together and they help each other out. That's a really good way to look I mean I I now that you said that I can't see it any other way mm-hmm. but that, that yeah I think you're hitting the nail on the head that they are in fact partners. Which yes. Yeah. Yeah. Batman would have made great police.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <but laughs> that's just not the way that cookie crumbled. No. Um, and the way the cops like looked at him as he's
1: walking down the hallway, the one Martinez's name stops. That's Batman, his name, okay. Which I just can't believe. I was like, I "Are you gonna not... put your hand on his chest?" Oh, and he just kind of looks at him, and I was like, "Dude, I would not do that." Yeah. Even if, even before he looks at me, I wouldn't have done that. The look was scary enough, but I just wouldn't stop Batman. If most of you heard stories about him, I'd be like, "All right, dude." Yeah. He's with Gordon, and he yeah. says Martinez. He's with me. Yeah. I believe that's his name. Yes, Officer Martinez. Okay. You know and. He's like, he's with me. Which, again, is the Gordon
0: Batman. He ha- takes them along with the crime scenes. Mm-hmm. They're partners. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm I'm surprised that there is such animosity. Now, granted, this is the first crime scene we've seen him on. But it definitely seems like he's helping them mm-hmm. out. He's helping the investigation. Um, well, like you said, he's finding stuff nobody else does. Right. And so you would think they would welcome that. Um, right. But... Because and maybe that vigilante he's looked upon, right? And maybe it's also that you know, well, if you're making me look bad at my job, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to like you, right? You know? No, yeah. So I mean,
1: he's a better detective than everyone there, and, yeah. it, and that's perfect because he's supposed to be the best detective. And unfortunately, none of the media, uh, none of the other Batman media, have really given us that that. Um, I don't know, that fact that we that the comics showed so greatly is that right. how good of he is. We've never gotten that before in a right. movie. Right. But this movie represents that and shows you that he's the, he's the best.
0: Which he should be. The best detective, I mean. Right. So, and then we learn that uh, the mayor's son is the one that found him.
1: Right. Yes. The and... mayor's son found him
0: yeah yeah and I think this uh the son discovering his dad um there's like these echoes to batman's past
1: right. which there. you don't even see in this movie because
0: no. everybody knows what happens. everybody knows it I know it, and you know, know I'm yeah. so glad they didn't do it. But I didn't show you again
1: because we've, we've seen, seen it enough, so much. You know. Right. But we I know do
0: like how they, they touched on it a little bit with this. They do. And then it definitely shows how it makes this case almost hit closer to home because mm-hmm. I feel like he can relate. Like, I feel like he's almost seeing himself in that, in that boy. A hundred percent he is, yeah. yeah. He takes a good, long look at
1: him and just kind of feel bad. And Gordon has to remind him, like, hey, man, we got to go. You know, yeah. I think is what he says. We really got to go. And I want to rewind real quick to when uh, Commissioner Pete Savage comes in and is yelling at Gordon that they used to be partners, why are you doing this to me? He doesn't like the Batman's name. Oh. Commissioner Pete Savage comes in and... Commissioner
0: Gordon used to be partners?
1: Uh, the the Commissioner Pete used to be partners with Gordon. Okay, yeah. Gordon's just
0: a detective at this time. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, they. Used to, he said, you know, we used to be partners, why are you doing this to me, man? Okay. And, um... And then he says, why is he here? He's a vigilante. And then Gordon shows him that the letter says for the Batman. Which, as he's showing them that, what does a, a liar do when he's dead? Batman easily solves. He easily solved the first yeah, riddle and that says quick. he lies still. Yeah. Which is perfect. It's immediate. I love how quick he solves the riddles. Because the Batman and Riddler thing should be <clears throat> like a... Yeah, a... Back, and, back forth. and forth, and yeah. it's supposed to be that Batman's the only person that can solve the Riddler's games, which is why they do it for. Well, know, I mean, they're perhaps. for him; they are for him. Yeah, and he's the only one that can solve it. Mm-hmm. But he easily solves the first riddle, and it begins the cat and mouse that they play in this game in this movie. Um, and then he, kn- yep. yeah, right. And then uh, the next note I have is that he finds the kid, which he touched on. Because yep. He finds the little footprint, and Gordon walks over and says, "Oh, oh yeah, the kid found him." Yeah, and you're like, well, when you see the, you've already seen the kid when. The Riddler was first watching the family
0: in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting ready to go trick-or-treating. And then he comes home. Right. All his candy and... Gosh, what a... What a depressing I way know. to put it.
1: Wow. But it's... I mean, that's 100% true.
0: Yeah. So... Ooh. Yeah. After this, uh, the crime scene, Batman essentially leaves. You know, he's he's gathered what he needs to gather, and... I really like how he drives away as Bruce, not necessarily Batman. Right.
1: He's just an a motorcycle and he puts his helmet on, but he has, like, a bag with him. Right. He which just kind he, of took everything off. Which I, you know, you just had to assume that <laughs> the suit's in there. Yeah, because he's not... He doesn't have, you know, the bat bike that can that he, like, calls with a remote like, and it drives right, up and he, like, drives away. It's a real motorcycle. It's just a motorcycle, yeah. and he just puts on a helmet, so, you know... And something in the way by Nirvana
0: plays for the first time. So when it's it's, it's building, right? Um, it is. It does build. It yes. builds a little bit, and then as it's the chorus starts, like I don't want to say as it drops, but like right as the chorus starts, it switches to this point of view shot of him on the motorcycle, and I just thought that was done so cool.
1: It is great, and I I love it, and I'm really glad you mentioned it, because I meant to write it down, and I didn't, so I'm really glad you mentioned (laughs) it. That's what I'm here for, man. I love that, yes, and that song is just a great song for the movie,
0: Yeah, and Bruce Wayne in general. Right, because it's very, I mean, obviously Nirvana is a grunge band, but that song in itself, it just just kind of reminds me of Bruce Wayne now. And
1: now when I want to hear it. I'm like, yeah, it's Bruce yeah, Wayne's song, man. He's just he's just sad and driving a motorcycle. Yeah, you know. And they play that song twice in this movie because it's which we actually find out when we later get to the Batcave in soon after this scene that he's actually Batman's actually listening to it. He turns down the music in the Batcave when um, the TV's are going on in the back and they're mm-hmm. talking about the murder of his parents. And mm-hmm. he actually like turns down the radio, so well, he's so, actually listening to the song.
0: Which I, is and of, I didn't even catch that. That's pretty it's cool. kind of a cool detail. So I think it's cool how, you know, normally you think of the Batcave, right? And it's, like, in some cave, and it's, like, all... Oh. It's kind of an elevator that, like, a really fancy elevator that takes you down, like Michael Keaton's. You know? Yeah, and this one is in an old Subway, train depot. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the Bruce, it's the Wayne... Terminal. Yeah, the Wayne Terminal.
1: Uh. And Alfred rides down in this, like, old rickety elevator with a weird, with like, a creaky gate. It's just kind of... Brings it surface level and really, the movie's very grounded. Yeah. And this kind of grounds the Batcave, which this movie grounds a lot of Batman stuff.
0: It's more realistic. It's more um, digestible, I guess, because you're like, yeah, "Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And and back to the motorcycle, he also narrates his
1: thoughts about the city while driving to the Batcave. Yes. And you see, that's where you see the, the Bella Real poster as he's driving past the the Ah. you see it as he's driving by and you also see the um arena where the third act actually takes place he drives right past it
0: yep yep and there's signs up for it for
1: uh election day election election night or whatever it is Uh and
0: he's narrating his thoughts about
1: the city about how he doesn't know he's making a difference or not because crime's still up and nothing's changed but later as we know his thoughts are different on that matter so later then in the it's, movie
0: and then it's cool too because like right he's narrating it and you know because at the beginning he talks about like uh october 31st so like that's how you know that it's mm-hmm. like a journal entry and then like it kind of wraps it all up with him like actually writing and it, it actually shows journal. him writing it yeah. yeah i thought that was really I really strange. like that yeah very good detail yeah because like it from 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 the the point where he starts Narrating his journal entry to the point where he does that, enough time has gone by that it actually slips your mind. Like, you just think he's narrating it. Mm-hmm. And then it reminds you again, like, no, he's like describing he's all of this. Yeah.
1: You're just, you're basically, you're basically in Bruce Wayne's mind at this point. You're, 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 he's, he's pouring out his thoughts of his day in this journal, and you're just hearing pieces of it, you know? Right. Um, Which I also wanted to mention. He doesn't have a crazy amount of gadgets in this movie. It's not, like, insane. I'd say the craziest
0: thing he has is that contact.
1: Which I was just about to bring up. Okay. But, um, like, other Batman have had, like, grenade launchers and, like, crazy tech and stuff. Um, But he, using the contacts with cameras so he can see everything that happened in
0: a night. And record it. Absolutely genius. Well, and he talks about how, like, I have to watch it all again to remind myself because he for, starts to forget and yeah. stuff, and it's heavy. And
1: and it's a, it's a genius idea. That's never been done before in any Batman media, but it's a mm. genius idea. I well, mean, I, think- I guess I have to credit it to Matt Reeves or the writer's room, but great idea so he can... You know, he's looking at clues at a crime scene. So he's buying, he, wants to, he might want to go back and look at that
0: stuff because he doesn't get that stuff. The police right. station does. Well, and most, right. And he can't take evidence home with him, right. you know. And, you know, he's not going to sit there and whip out a little spiral notebook and write something down. That man, yeah, no. Nah. So he just looks at it and, you know, that's him cataloging that.
1: Once again, hits on the detective point. He wants everything to be cataloged. He yep. wants everything to be right. Yep. He doesn't want to just go off his memory. So he, wants, he doesn't trust that. So he right. uses the contacts to remind himself. So, um. Well, then we get the mention of his parents' murder. Just to remind you. It comes on the
0: TV in the back. Yeah. And I actually had a note about this. Um, that, like, it, it touched on the thought that I had of the connection earlier. So if you didn't get it then, now you do. You know? Right. Yeah.
1: Right. And then we're, we're introduced to Andy Circus, who plays
0: Alfred yes so Which, i have a couple things that i actually had about him Ooh, okay no no crazy nuggets or anything but i just really like how he kind of s- just steps up right he's like you know um because in the card that was left for batman when you solve the riddle you get a little little piece of the legend for the cypher and mm. or the key i guess the key right um he just steps up and says, I'm going to start cracking some codes. Yes. Yes.
1: I actually, when they said they announced that Andy Serkis was cast as Alfred, I was like, interesting choice. You know, in other superhero movies that I've seen him in, he was um, Ulysses Claw in the Marvel films. And that's just like this very like weird villain character who's not like much story at home about. He's not anything like crazy. So casting him as Alfred was very different and i kind of love it you know what other weird
0: villain he played no i don't um nugget me you i i would say you could consider this a villain uh but Gollum, that was him yeah i'm pretty sure i looked it up and i'm pretty pretty sure <laughs> that was him pretty sure it was him and That's he also crazy. played uh caesar and the the new the reboot of the planet of the apes films he does a lot of capture work. Yeah, so I actually looked him up, um, just because I thought that even though he has a smaller role, that he had he just did it so well.
1: He did, and it's kind of a, it's kind of an understated performance. Yeah, and it's 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 not you know, but it's very
0: well done. So. Yes so and and I looked them up, and those were the two things that I saw um but but apparently he does a lot of voice work too mm-hmm. um and him being british he's lot he he's won a lot of uh i think uh like british theater awards as well oh interesting, yeah hmm. very interesting, yeah
1: and then the oh, I just wanted to mention that actually seeing the eye makeup, which we've already saw him putting on right but actually seeing it is very. It's a very cool, like, little thing. Other Batman movies, they take off the mask and, and boom. the makeup comes off with it. <laughs> yeah, like, how does that happen, right? You're right. They so, have uh,
0: makeup remover wipes built into the mask. And when you just take it off, it just wipes it off. <laughs> yep. And one foul swoop. But, so I just kind of like that he's just... It shows it. Right. Well, More realism so... to this movie. And it also shows that, like, he doesn't even care to clean it off, man. He is just, like... Typing this his is computer. his life, right? Like, he is so absorbed in... This vigilanteism, you know, they talk about it's been two years. Albert's talking about the business, the accountants for the business are coming to see him. And he's like, here, what do you mean? And he's like, well, I can't get you to go to them. (laughs) Yeah, so so he's got like, he's got
1: like mandatory meetings with people because he's the only Wayne left. And he's like, I don't have time for this. Yeah, man, I got
0: crime to go fight.
1: Right. And then as as he walks away to go get to take a shower, Alfred tells him to go to clean up. Alfred's watching the, the videotape, and it's actually the part where he's looking at the kid. And it's a very real, it's very, like, underrated but sad, like, moment in the movie. He's kind of watching him look at this kid, and there's kind of a slow Batman theme mixed with, like, Alfred, maybe Alfred and Bruce theme that plays. Okay. Because right before that, he says, you know, you're not my father or something like that. And he's like, I'm well aware of that. And then he sees him looking at this kid. And he knows why he's looking at this kid. But he is almost. And it's kind of a, just a really emotional moment that kind of took me off guard. Caught me off guard when I first watched this movie. Cause, mm.
0: and,
1: and again, when I watched it, and I've seen it like six times. But again, this time for, for the podcast, because it, it just kind of gets me. I'm just, because you know the, the meaning behind it. Right. Bruce, I mean, he, Bruce sees himself in this kid, and Alfred knows that Bruce sees that. And it makes him sad. And it makes me sad, you know? Yeah. Which is the point of the scene. But I love it. Small little detail. It's the small things. It is, and especially, and then like you said, Alfred is um, working at the kitchen table. Yeah, reminiscing about his days in the circus, as he says, which I never knew what that meant, so I had to look it up. I thought he said in the service. He says the circus, ah. which is actually a code name for an MI six, which is British special intelligence. It's okay. a code name for like their bases they had, which. In every iteration of Batman, Alfred was in the British Special Forces. And then he becomes the bodyguard of Bruce Wayne. And then later, after Bruce Wayne dies, he always teaches Batman how to fight, which he mentions in this movie.
0: So, Not Bruce Wayne. Sorry? You said when Bruce Wayne dies.
1: I'm sorry. When Thomas Wayne dies, Okay. he later teaches Bruce how to fight. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. He later t- teaches Bruce how to fight, which is because he's... Awesome. Alfred's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And he has the circus as a code name. I never knew what that meant.
0: See, I heard service. So I'm, so, I'm glad that you caught that. I turned subtitles on for this watch
1: because I was like, I never know. What I actually ended
0: up turning them on. I just guess I hadn't turned them on at this point because, right. uh, like I said, it's quiet. And, and mm. for the listeners who don't know, I'm, I am hard of hearing. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I'm a
0: deaf old man. A little bit. So,
1: um, yeah.
0: We'll so he's already, he's already
1: trying to figure out the key yes and you're just like all right alfred getting to work and he is. bruce comes out and the
0: light isn't bruce puts on sunglasses that might be like the one time in this movie that it's actually like bright yes i think so and the uh, i'd
1: say the funeral funeral scene for the may yeah yeah which we go to later i'd say is a pretty bright that's yeah that's
0: kind of brighter bright scene uh yeah but it's a very dark movie. I was gonna say I shot all the blinds
1: where I was watching. I was like, I can't have any light coming. I watched it during the day. I was like, this is a gotta bad get idea. gotta get in the mood, right? I, like, I should have watched it at night. Set I can't the tone. see.
0: I can't see. What you got next? Well, um so Alfred gets a lot of the code cracked, and then Batman kind of helps him crack the rest of it, and it and it and it spells drive. Right. The first key is drive. So, Bruce, Batman, being, you know, a s- s- smart detective guy was, uh, and this is what I wasn't sure about. Did they go back to the mayor's house? Because cause now he's with Gordon
1: again. Him and Gordon are in the mayor's parking garage, I believe it is. So, and
0: that's what I was trying
1: to figure out because down like this an elevator. is the
0: mayor and he's got Ferraris. He's got Bentleys, Rolls Royce. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's, like, some sort of Jaguar or something that yeah. they're... Um, Good catches. I didn't look that close. Cause yeah. I, well, because at first I was just like, is this an impound? Like, what lot? Or what, I believe you know, it's because like-
1: when they got off the elevator, Gordon says, yeah, he's got cars. And he goes, pays to be the mayor or something like that. So they were all his cars, which mm. is kind of crazy. I have to assume it's, like, I don't know, his basement or something that he's got all these cars. A garage. Well, I
0: mean, he lives in a freaking mansion so i have to assume yeah. that's his garage he's taking an elevator of his garage i just thought you know and i guess maybe uh in a city as big as gotham if you're a mayor you're gonna get paid but I, mm-hmm. you know as we learn to find out um he's got money coming in from other from other, other ways right. yes and gordon uh briefly mentions that
1: he's been Batman for two years. Yes. So, which tells us we're year two, which is actually a it's, famous... Yeah, because he's
0: like, man, I've known you for two years and I don't even know who you are. Right. Yeah. He's like, trust you, like I,
1: trust me like I trust you, you know? Yeah. Um, which is actually interesting and it's been two years because there's a famous Batman comic book series called Batman Year One, hmm. which is the start of him being Batman, which you usually don't see. I was actually wondering about like that. that
0: during this movie is it would be cool to see how he gets started. So there's
1: actually a book you
0: can buy okay which is uh the prequel to this movie which
1: really shows it shows him how he builds the batmobile it shows you stuff like that gotcha gotcha so right it kind of shows you that and then in the parking garage him and gordon are introduced to the riddler kind of by how mad and smart he is at the same time when they find the thumb drive yes the <laughs> thumb drive yeah they're kind of introduced to the riddler in a
0: way about how
1: you know how his mind works kind of
0: yeah like i said there's layers on layers of stuff
1: mm-hmm.
0: so but i say maybe we take a, a quick break real quick yeah i say we take a quick break yeah i'm gonna uh, get some refreshments i, <laughs> I agree yeah <laughs> and then I say we'll be we right back we'll be right back <laughs> awesome
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Cinema Bros. We are just coming back from our quick little break where we are resuming our discussion of the Batman. Indeed. Uh, So, you want me to start or you want me to start? Go ahead. Alright. So, my next thing I want to touch on is Batman shows up at the, the Iceberg Lounge. Yes. Famously known as Penguin's Club in any iteration of Batman. Well, it's
0: always been the Iceberg Lounge. And I don't know, and it might seem irrelevant, but should we talk about why he's there? Right, sorry. Go so ahead. We, so we mentioned the thumb drive earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once they find out what's on the thumb drive, Gordon opens up its contents, and it shows the mayor, um, and he seems to be... I mean, it's nothing graphic, but it basically shows that he's in an extramarital affair. Mm-hmm. Um involving this girl and it automatically starts sending the pictures out to all different people from gordon's email which from, he's thrilled about you know. yeah. oh yeah he's just happy. just yes he is okay. thrilled about that um but in an effort to find out who this girl is um they see that they're at this club and there's a certain individual in the background of the photos who is oswald cobblepot as the penguin Ah, what a name. What Oswald Cobblepot. Yeah. I would probably prefer to go by the Penguin if that was my name, too. Right. <laughs> um, so proceed. I'm sorry. I just no, want to fine. leave that little bit out. No, probably. you're 100% right. After the break, I kind of forgot where
1: we exactly left no off. No worries. So he shows up to the Iceberg Lounge, and we first meet the twins, who basically are the guard dogs of the Iceberg Lounge. Yep. Uh, the first time that Batman slash Bruce Wayne tries to get into the club is he's basically
0: walks in (laughs) yeah he says do you know who i am yeah yes and i'm gonna come back to this later Mm -hmm. but he says do you know who i am yep and i think he says like yeah i think so or Mm -hmm. i have a good idea i think i think that's what he says. right i've got a good idea
1: yeah no yeah and he basically just walks through and i just kind of love how once again how he commands a room he's just walking through this busy club just walking through yes and then he gets in the crowd right and then he gets into this quick little uh he gets into this quick little fight with a couple of the guards or just people who are there. One we find out later is an uh, off duty cop mm-hmm. narcotics officer right um a shotgun hits him from far away. We first see it just bounce off his armor yep he finally he he shows us in the scene the the grappling uh, grappling gun yeah it's not really like a hook it's like a not really like a harpoon either, but... Uh... Yeah. I mean, it's a classic Batman staple. You kind of have to have the grapple yeah. gun. Yeah. But I love how in this movie it's on his wrist, Yeah. and it just kind of goes forward so he can grab it instead of him having to pull it off his utility belt like he always has to in other Batman media. Yeah. I love how it's just there, easy to grab, which comes in handy in a lot of scenes later when he has to make a quick
2: getaway quick yep, yep. or,
1: you know. So it's just right there. It slides up. So quick little... Just a quick little battle there.
0: And then uh somebody introduces himself as yeah. Oz. I don't know why I keep being hesitant on who it is, but yeah. So the, the penguin comes down and then he's like, Oh gosh, I had it written down in my other notes. But he's like,
1: Whoa, hey. Take it easy, sweetheart. Yeah. 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 And it is penguin is played by Colin Farrell, which
0: who freaking thought that was him? Had Not no me. one told me this, I never Would have known that. Yeah. Never would have known it.
1: Shout out to the makeup crew for this movie, the prosthetics crew. They said he had like seven layers of makeup on his face of prosthetics just like just out there.
0: Well, I mean. One of my rare nuggets on this episode. All right. Let's hear it. So apparently it took like six to eight hours to do his makeup before each set. Yeah. And uh, so after he got his makeup done, he wanted to see how realistic it was. So he went down to Starbucks Starbucks. and ordered coffee and nobody knew knew it was Colin Farrell. Nope. It's amazing, makeup. It. It's it's incredible. It, they did a great job. It is. It's very good. Yeah.
1: So then next we see this shot of, after him and the penguin talked a little bit, we this they bring shot, him up. They go back up to his office. They go back up, and we see this shot of these black boots, which comes back because it leads Batman on a big clue, and it's Selena. We're introduced to Selena Kyle. Okay. Played by AKA Zoe Kravitz. Played by Zoe Kravitz, a.k.a. Catwoman. And she, we're introduced to her by her boots, which Batman immediately recognizes not shortly longer, seeing that in the picture, Annika, who we find out is the girl the mayor is with, is wearing the exact same boots, which leads him to Bro, follow... I didn't catch that. Which is why he follows Selina Kyle home, is because she's wearing the exact same boots. I
0: thought he followed her because as soon as she enters the room, she's like, she knows who he is, and she's like, oh... Like, what is he doing here? She also looks at the pictures of Annika for a second. Looks at the pictures and then looks back at him again. And so I think right there he can tell, like, she knows who this mm-hmm. girl is. She knows who he is because the penguin's playing dumb. He's like, oh, I've never seen her before. He's
1: like, oh, that's the mayor? Yeah. And oh, the
0: window. Yeah.
1: So I don't know if that's the don't you know my
0: reputation?
1: Right. Yeah. We're back to the mob. We've made it back to episode one. <laughs> We're back to mob stuff. Yes. Which this movie has quite a bit of. Which it is, does. Which, again, is very Batman comics. There's a whole underground Gotham mob that Batman unravels throughout his time as Batman.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And this movie touches on it, which is, which is, which is great. Um, so I don't know if it's the boots or not, but I assume that's what it was for, because it shows it to that. it. It and shows so, you them, and then he sees it in the picture. I'll keep my and eye then, out for
0: that on the next watch. When
1: he's looking at the picture, he sees it, and then throws the picture down and leaves, and doesn't take goodbye to the penguin. Once when he sees he the boots, sees he he also sees
0: her watching so when he throws a penguin into like uh the glass the glass right he sees her watching him from behind like a coat rack Mm -hmm. because clear and and so i just figured there's multiple hints yeah that lead him to follow her yeah like she's a lead like i need to check her out so a quick
1: not really known fact that i'll go ahead and put out there when selena kyle goes out of the club she calls for a taxi she calls for a taxi Well, this one she rides her. Oh, no, no, you're right. You're right. She goes for a taxi. It shows you this wide shot of a train going by. Uh huh. And in the top left corner, I believe, there's a window on, and you can see a guy sitting in a chair. That's the Riddler watching the club. As we know later in the movie, the Riddler watches the club, and his apartment is across from the club because eventually he fires at the club, and they find out that he lives there. Because his apartment's
0: up there, right. So did you notice this, or did you happen to? I wish Read I could say somewhere. that I noticed it. Ah. But um what a great
1: detail they yeah, put in there. Yeah. Matt Reeves, I think believe, tweeted about it and said in case nobody caught it, now it's on HBO Max. And I think it was to promote the movie. He was talking about you can actually see the penguin in this shot and I went back and looked at it. And the I was Riddler? Like, the Riddler, sorry, thank you. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my god, you can't and he, he has like a it's just a guy hunched over at a chair. It's more of a shadow. You can't even tell it's okay. The Riddler.
0: But probably the same apparatus he used to watch the mayor. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's he's kind of crouched, and he's looking over um, with binoculars through at the uh, floor. At the floor of the club.
0: Yeah, he's just scoping it out. He's just doing recon. He is, yeah. So that's kind of a cool detail that you actually see the Riddler uh, shortly after the club. Yeah. So since we're talking about people watching people... um My next thing is basically where Batman is watching uh, Catwoman, where he's 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 watching Selena.
1: They the he follows her in his motorcycle, which you can actually see as she's talking to Annika on the phone in the taxi. You can actually see, you can actually see him in the background in the taxi, following her on the motorcycle, and then yes, he's watching her from like a roof across. Uh, watching her in her apartment, which, as he was right, she goes home and Annika's there. Right? Just as he expected.
0: And so, if you didn't know that she was Catwoman you quickly are able to deduce that she is because there are all of these cats
1: in her apartment. And then he... Wa- yes, right. And then he watches her go back into the room and she puts on the Catwoman outfit. So, and that was something that... Takes s- her wig off. Sent you know?
0: another light bulb off, light bulb off in my head. Or just a thought about how... Okay, why is all of her vigilante equipment visible you know like yeah. he's clearly able to see like all of her yeah. like gear and i just was like you know wouldn't you put a blanket over the window yeah, right. so people don't like, shut the blind put
1: the make a connection put some curtains up but i guess i mean she's probably she's probably suspect this in gotham but who's gonna watch you from your window but i guess in a city like that you'd probably gonna say, say, right, <laughs> you probably expect it right Yeah. So that was just something that i i noticed and thought about um so yeah she changes into her catwoman outfit jumps out the window and then batman continues to follow her yes and and then um, she goes to the mayor's place. Yep. She, the previous she is, crime scene.
0: Yep. Because Annika was the girl in the photo and she is foreign. And so basically she's like, I'm trying to get out of here. Her passport is in the mayor's safe. Mm-hmm. Which the mayor took from her. Right. As so we Selena, Selena's like, I'm going to go get it. Going to go get it. Yep. And
1: she puts on her cat burglar mask, which that's what she is at the end of the day.
0: A cat and I, So, and I noticed that because Batman called her a cat burglar. And so it was almost like a double meaning. Like, she's Catwoman because she has all these cats, but... She's Catwoman because she's a cat burglar. Yeah, and
1: her mask has little ears, which they show you in a shot while she's getting into the safe.
0: Well, and so what's cool about this, and we've talked about how, you know, there's no, like, gimmick with the villains or, or with any of the characters or mm-hmm. anything like that. I wouldn't even call them ears. It's more just like a toboggan where, like, the scene comes up. And it just happens to be pointed on two ends. Right, and it just, you know, because on anybody else's head, you're not going to be like, those look like cat ears. It's Catwoman. Because yeah. it's Catwoman, it, it works. and It, it does.
1: Yes. And then the the bat and the cat bat back and forth begins when he drops down and says you're really good at that and then that their back and forth begins as we see it throughout this
0: whole movie. Oh, when they kind of tussle. Mm-hmm. So this is when well, now, uh, there are some. Underlying sexual tension in between the two of them, and this is where it all starts. Oh, 100%, yeah. yeah. In this scene, yeah, they're like on a
1: table for a second. Oh, yeah. yeah. He
0: pretty much like she tries to do like a flying kick off a chair, but he catches her and he lays her on the table, and they're kind of just face to face. And they just kind of stay there for a while, just for a second, yeah. They're, <laughs> so, and I
1: just, just kind of breathing, I was like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah, and I wanted to before that happens, I just wanted to mention that the way Catwoman fights. Especially in this scene is perfect with like fast, rapid kicks mm-hmm. and put and hits, mm-hmm. and she's like always, she's supposed to be faster than Batman, and she does these quick like kicks. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of perfect, you know. Batman's like slower actual, like and it has big hits, and she has like fast hits, which I love. You know, but she's knocking him back a little bit, and they have
0: this like they have this long tussle. It's something else I noticed when she goes into the mayor's mansion. She comes in through the skylight, which same is the same the way the Riddler came in. You would think that they would have addressed that. Yes. Right? You would think. Uh, kind but, of a hidden detail. Yeah.
1: And then Batman starts this line of trust between them by giving her the passport. Yes. He says, let's go let's go back to your place. We need to talk to her. And then he starts the line of trust kind of between these two characters by giving her the passport. By showing he can be trusted. Right. By doing the right thing and giving right. it to her. Like, I'm not working against you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to help you out by giving you the passport. And you're going to help me out by... Taking me to go talk. Taking me to go talk to Annika. Uh huh. And then we both see both motorcycles driving at the same time. Yep. And just love another like shot down low. Where you see the tires, as you mentioned earlier, when he starts narrating it on his motorcycle for the first time. And I just love both the motorcycles at the same time. Just a there's just a good good noise in this movie in general. No good
0: noise, good music. There's just a really good like yeah. I would say noise the, of both the motorcycles. I don't want to say sound effects, but I guess for like a better terms. No. Just yeah. The the audio yeah <laughs> we'll go yeah. with sound effects yeah before i have to make a word up and sound like an idiot but
1: <laughs> no yeah and i just the motorcycle's driving at the same time just very cool
0: yeah so um and then when they get back to her apartment sadly it's all empty it's been both doors are busted in ransacked yep yep and Anika her phone's gone.
1: gone which comes back later captain's phone was taken mm-hmm. and then as they're staying there in the apartment the tv flashes and commissioner Pete Savage Gordon's ex-partner and just the commissioner of the Gotham PD was murdered. He was the next yes. victim of, from and, Riddler.
0: Yep, and so basically the new the channel the news is on and they're saying that uh an individual has taken credit for the crime both crimes both crimes of the mayor and the police commissioner. Can I just say like how much i cringed at the way they killed the commissioner yeah basically had rats eat his face off mm-hmm. until he died yeah like what an actual yeah wow yeah um uh, yeah and we're finally
1: introduced to paul dano as the
0: riddler paul dano
1: as well, the riddler which yes. you don't really know with paul dano yet but no. he automatically has this just like batman has this presence very creepy presence and quick nugget. The Riddler in this movie, very known nugget, but I'm just going to lay it out there. The Riddler is loosely based on the Zodiac Killer. So I actually read something about that. Mm-hmm. Being very cryptic, right, and taunting. The trench coat with the symbol. Mm-hmm. He wore a trench coat with like a Zodiac symbol on it and he wears a trench coat with the question mark on it. Huh. So they've kind of and with the ciphers. The and ciphers the,
0: and taunting the authorities, leaving them notes and stuff and like that. And the ledgers that they have to figure out. Yep.
1: Kind of taken, you know. But we'll get back to Paul Dano because he really hasn't shined yet. There's way more other scenes where I just think he yep. shines so much. And yep. I just think he's perfect casting for the Riddler. And eventually you see how perfect he is in later scenes. But we yes. don't just don't
0: see that yet. Yeah. But I mean it and it's so it's at this point that I'm like, all right, this guy's mentally unstable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's definitely something going on. Because uh, mm-hmm. this is just you know, it's it's disturbing, it's demented, and it's it's pretty nuts. And the way he killed him. That's what I'm talking about. I mean we've about. seen the way he killed the mayor, we know the way he killed Pete Savage. Very crazy. Yeah. Both times. I mean, like definitely escalated with Pete
1: Savage. Mm-hmm. And then Cowellman reveals that both murdered people have been to the 44 Below, which is the real mob hangout, is what she says. Yes, it's it's the the club club within within the club. club, Oh, yeah. The real mob hangout, which they've both been to. I kind of like how she was like, bro, come on, Batman. It's like the club within the club. Yeah, you should know that. Come on, man. Do you know anything about this city? You know? And then (laughs) my favorite probably... Comedy where Batman is funny, which he's not. He's not at all in this movie. Oh Is, gosh. is the is the line you've got a lot of cats, which I just find hey, is you got a lot of cats, which is kind of funny. It was unexpected, kind of humor where I, I loved it. I thought it was so. Great. You
0: know what she says back to him, right? I have a thing for strays, right? Right, and so she kind of. I mean, I I don't know. I feel like that's a very I feel like there's deeper meaning to mm-hmm. that line. Yeah, a little um, flirt
1: kind of thing.
0: Well, not even that. Like like Annika, right? They're in a relationship. Right. And she's this foreign girl that works at a club. You know, I'm, you could consider her a stray. Batman himself, mm-hmm. you could consider him a stray. Calum is a stray herself. Right. So I felt like there so was just... There's yeah. some deeper roots that you don't really see at surface level to and, her response to that. And
1: you know, what I'm thinking about, it, not that it has any relation to Annika... Catwoman but kind of the Riddler is also a stray in his own way as yeah. he's also an orphan
0: yeah much like is. Batman is and there's a point where um in a later scene Batman asks him who or somebody asks him who are you and he says me I'm nobody mm-hmm. yeah. it doesn't matter who I am I'm just an instrument but right yeah we won't so but uh but yeah so um he said that to her and I was just like Yes, yeah, she does. She's he just—he
1: just points it out, which yeah. we were all thinking the same
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> he said what we were
1: thinking, right? Yeah, right. And then uh, we kind of, unless you have anything, we kind of jump to the cipher and the rat mace when they are at Pete, where Pete Savage died. So i find pretty the much cipher.
0: Yeah, so I'm pretty much there with you. They kind of show like what was left of him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Gordon's a
1: little distraught because that's his. That's his partner. That was his partner at the right. time. So Gordon was a, and Gordon's a little distraught.
0: We find out that the Riddler got him late at night because apparently the commissioner liked to work out alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but he injected him with rat poison. Mm-hmm. And so it's just another one of those things that just is another layer. You yep. know, another little meaning. Another little... Yep. And they say... Pun, almost. I mean, I... I Right, a play on words that the Riddler
1: does throughout this movie. Right. And they say the line, bring the rat into the light. That's part of the next cipher, which is the main bulk of this movie, is them trying to find out who that is. Who who the rat is. It's the hardest riddle. Who is it? They don't know. And I also want to mention that Salvatore Moroni is mentioned, who is a bigger crime boss than Moroni was. I'm sorry. Than Falcone is. Salvatore Moroni was actually one of the biggest mob bosses in the TV show Gotham. Okay. Him and Falcone are both in that show, and they're both really big mob bosses. So that's a really big Batman uh, piece of lore that they just kind of mentioned, but him and Pete Savage took them down, took down Maroni. They took down the biggest mobster at the time, and that was the biggest... Gordon says it's the, it was the biggest drug, drug bust in GCPD history. Right. And him and Pete Savage took him down, and I'm guessing that's maybe why he became commissioner, because he was a part of that. But that was the biggest mob boss at the time, before... And then when he went away, Falcone kind of picked up that slack and yep. became the big guy. That
0: power vacuum. and So Salvatore
1: Moroni is mentioned all the time in this movie. And that's kind of how yes. Gordon
0: got... We never... Like, he's never actually a character. We're never, you know, we're mm-hmm. never introduced to him. We never see him. You can but... see him briefly.
1: In the first scene, actually, where the mayor is watching TV. Uh-huh. In the background, there's a newspaper that ah. says Salvatore Moroni arrested and the Moronis have been... They're in jail, and there's a picture of someone in handcuffs. You can't really see it. Gotcha. But okay. there is a guy there. But yes, his name is
0: mentioned multiple times.
1: Which is good, because he's another big mob boss in the Batman comics. Right. And lore. Him and Falcone both, which we meet shortly. Um, And I just kind of want to mention Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz having insane chemistry. It's Batman and Catwoman. Yep. I love them. The bat and the cat. They're great. And this is kind of in the scene where... He puts the contacts in her eyes, and he's like, "Look okay. at me." You know? Oh, yeah.
0: and so yes, so this is the second scene. Uh, he like kind of gr- like grabs her face, not like aggressively or anything, but you know, he kind of like holds her face and like puts his face real close mm-hmm. to hers, almost like he's gonna go in for a kiss or something. And you think that's what's about to happen, like, and then yeah. he's like, "All right, you're good," because he's yep. looking at her contact, looking at the contact. Yeah, yeah. make sure but, they can't uh, be seen. That tension's building, man. It is. Yes. Yes. And then before we get to the next
1: scene, I wanted to put in a nugget. Which I forgot to mention earlier. It's a past nugget that I missed. Oh, okay. When we're in Wayne Manor for, okay. the, for the first time, when we when Alfred's getting the cipher, I'm pretty sure, you can see a Shakespeare head uh, in the background, huh. which is actually a reference to the 1966 Batman TV show starring Adam West. The way to get into the Batcave was to turn or tilt... It was to turn forward, I believe, at the Shakespeare head, and that would unlock the Bat Cave. And you can see one in Wayne Manor. It's kind of a cool reference to the 1966 Batman show, the first live action iteration of Batman. That's actually really cool. Kind of a cool little thing. Very, just yeah, just a little
0: there. nod of the hat, a mm-hmm. little homage. Right. Yeah. Uh, what do you got next? Take um, it away. So I kind of skip a little bit when, uh, so she gets the contact, and he's guiding and, her through the club. Yes um and i'm sure there's some stuff that you might want to talk about here but ultimately she overhears a girl talk about that russian girl that she's she meets uh gil colson she does meet gil colson and we should probably talk about him because he ended up becoming victim number two three or three Three three. me he's Thank a you. pretty
1: big character in the middle of the movie yes we're kind of introduced to him he's doing drop heads She's he, like, he's, I hate to drop. Yeah, heads. he's
0: doing... He is a drophead. He is a drophead. Yeah. Right, because we know that's probably, like, the big drug running rampant, which... And I almost wonder if he became a drophead to cope with basically selling out and being corrupt. And I, knowing... He says something like,
1: I just got a lot on my mind. Yeah. Do you need a hit or something like that, you know? Which we find out that Salvatore Moroni the one who started the dropheads. it's It was his business. Yes. So,
0: you know, that's kind of another... Reference to him, it was his opera. Yeah, absolutely, um, and kind of the way that Gil carries himself. I mean, I, I don't know. I hate to say it because, it sucks what happened to him. He's very nervous. He's, I almost got like a loser vibe. Like he's kind of just like, huh? Like yeah? yeah like, uh, I guess maybe he is. just he's defeat, a little depressed. Like, maybe. Yeah yeah
1: i mean he he's probably got guilt for what he's done i'm sure and But like
0: later on when they leave and i'm fast forwarding a little bit there's a when, basically when he asks serena like hey do you need a ride and she's selena. like no nah, i'm good yeah. selena i'm sorry no you're fine uh and she's like no nah, i'm good and he's just like he's like i'm right there yeah. my ride's right there like but it's almost like he like already expi- like anticipated it right. like, like he's there's just, no way she says yes yeah yeah M- so Gil's lonely maybe Well, and yes, and I think that he's probably gotten himself into a position in life where mm -hmm. he is not happy. And shortly before that,
1: when she goes, she follows, uh, not to Batman's request, he wants her to keep nailing Gil. She goes over to the bar and we see the penguin coming with a dark figure who is introduced as Carmine Falcone, the biggest mob boss in Gotham at the time, which I know you have a lot to say about this character. Who was played by John Turturro.
0: John Turturro. i what do you guys say
1: about Carmine Falcone in this first scene?
0: Well, uh, more about John Turturro. um mm-hmm. just I was so happy that he was Carmine Falcone, not even because he's like this great mobster, but just because him as an actor, I think is awesome from all his like he just really dives into his characters. From him being Jesus and the Big Lebowski to him being in Transformers. I mean, yeah. You, yeah. I just really like the guy. He's a great actor. He is a great and actor. And he's great
1: as Carmine Falcone. Yes. And I'm glad he was in this movie for longer than, let's say, you know, the commissioner or the mayor was. He had time to... Oh, I mean, gosh. Not enough, but he had time to show us what he got as Carmine Falcone, you know. Yes. It's more of his reputation if you know Batman stuff. Carmine Falcone is this... is most dangerous guy in Gotham second to Batman of course um but yeah he's played by John Turturro and we kind of find out that him and Selena clearly have history As he says I haven't seen you down here in a while and uh-huh. Batman picks up on that and the they kind of have a little
0: fight in the elevator where she takes out the contacts yeah and she's like I thought you didn't know him or whatever and she's like I told you it's a mobster hideout because she she's trying to you, you can tell she's holding something back she's hiding something for sure yeah.
1: Yeah. So. I, and then back to what you were talking about where he offers Selena a ride, Gil does, I mean. Mm-hmm. There's this above shot, or there's this shot in the car
0: where the Riddler's watching him offer her a ride, which I love. So the first time when you and I watched this movie, I never noticed that. Really? But when I rewatched it for the podcast, I picked up on that. There and he is. This is when it hit me that. Uh, some of these characters have their own music because while, while he's in the car, mm-hmm. that music, like the Riddler's theme, mm-hmm. starts playing real softly. And
1: it's every time you see Riddler, it's, it's like just hints of a theme. And then when his master plan is finally carried out, you hear his real theme. Yeah. And it comes in full effect, which is this creepy version of a song he sings later. But his full theme. Eventually comes, but right now it's just kind of like this little, it's just a few notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this above shot of the car that I also love in this part where you see him get in and you can kind of see Riddler in the back. Um, and
0: Gil gets in the car, he sees the headrest and the Riddler <laughs> renders him unconscious. Yeah, and I think then there's another aerial shot and it's like the car is shaking because there's a struggle going yeah. on in there. And then as it pans away, you see the Gotham Harbor.
1: And you can see a, a red. The and, blinking light. The blinking light, which is pretty cool. And the car, like, windshield.
0: Which is. The bomb. The bomb collar. He the puts bomb on collar. It. Which is very
1: riddlery. It's very serial killery as well. Yeah. You know, kind of a. And not that he wasn't already, but it's a way to scare someone. And Gil was already a kind of well, shaky guy.
0: Right. Well, it's like, not only am I going to kill you, I'm going to use you mm-hmm. as a pawn right. before I kill you. Right. Yeah. And. Batman and Gordon
1: meet up next at the light, which I love that that's kind of their secret mm-hmm. little... They only know where that is, and when one of them turns it on, the other one goes. Yes. So one of them turns it on, and then the other guy shows up, you know. So Batman was already there, and Gordon... Batman goes to tell him what he found in Selena, and Gordon rides up in the elevator, and out comes uh, out comes Batman. So they kind of meet up at the light, and I love that it's kind of their little secret
0: yeah he kind of comes out of nowhere
1: he does he's had by like a pillar and, and this
0: like, is when he brings um because this is when like you know we're first learning about this whole rat thing um gordon sure. knows who it is or he he knows that it exists right right this is when we realize it's all the rat is involving the uh maroney case Mar- thank you yes, yes. yes. the so case.
1: yep which gordon's worried about he says well i worked on that case and he, he says, but well, you're, you're not corrupt 30. You're not corrupt. Yeah. Right? So you don't have anything to worry you're, about. You're 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 fine. You know, because he's yeah. a good cop. Um And then there's this great wide shot of Batman and Gordon by the Batlight. Which I just wanna say that this uh part or this setting of the Batlight has great shots of this entire movie. It's just a really good location mm-hmm. him and bat him and gordon are both standing there and his batman's cape is flying it's just kind of a really good shot batman gordon in the bat light you know very right. batman-y shot very, yeah iconic yeah, yeah iconic yeah very and, like, um, uh, yeah yeah i just kind of love that shot what do you got next
0: so i'm gonna move to the following day i have i have the yeah the funeral yep yep the Alf, mayor's funeral yep uh, Alfred gives
1: Bruce... We finally see Bruce in what you'd expect Bruce Wayne to always be in, which is like a suit and tie, which you see uh-huh. him in every Batman movie, but then you finally see him only once in a suit and tie in this part of the movie. But yep. Alfred gives Bruce his couplings that were given to him by Thomas Wayne.
0: Mm-hmm. Your father gave me... That was a terrible <laughs> British accent, so... I won't, I won't try it again. Uh, but yes, he yes. says that Uh, your father gave these to me.
1: Right. And Bruce drives up to the funeral, and... For the and first it's... time, you hear the wonderful Batman overture, which is kind of like nice. Um, it's re- you can really hear it. It's you can really hear it when at the very end of the movie, Batman and uh, Selena are driving through the cemetery. Yes, really, that's the Batman overture. It's kind of just a mix of everybody's music, hmm. just kind of beautiful, and you kind of hear it as Bruce is slowly driving up. Um, he's driving up to the funeral in a '63 Corvette. It is a Stingray, too. Corvette Stingray. There you go. Nugget from both of us.
0: Sweet little car.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. No, yeah. I, I had to look it up. So it's like, nice car. Um, and people are surprised to see Bruce Wayne out and about. All the yeah. cr- People are like, is Bruce that Wayne. Bruce Wayne? Oh, my God. He's here. And um, Carmine Falcone and him have a quick talk. And Carmine's even surprised. He says, you brought, this brought out the one person more recluse than me.
0: Yeah, this Bruce must Wayne. be quite an event or something like that. Right. They have a quick, very tense talk between the two when well, we learn that they kind of have a, a past albeit small but um yeah carmine basically says that he was shot I uh, went to thomas wayne's door yep and they operated on him right there on the table and bruce watched the entire thing i'll never forget that face right yep watching yeah.
1: from the stairs which i think comes back later it's a theory i have so he says, "I'll never forget that face. Like he he knows Bruce Wayne's like eyes and face." And spoiler alert: when Falcone gets shot by the Riddler, the last thing he sees is Batman. Batman gets like really up close to his face, and I almost wonder in Carmine Falcone's last moments does he realize Bruce Wayne is Batman.
2: Hmm. So there's a
1: line that specifically says, "I know, yeah, I remember that face," and then. He's looking, they're making eye contact right as Falcone is dying. And I wonder,
0: is that a So that's very possible, and I have a theory too. Um, Which we'll get to all that later. But yes. So we'll, we'll be sure to bring that what's back your, up.
1: What's your theory? I'm what? interested. I'm intrigued. We'll get to it. Okay. We'll get to it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Got to hold some of these cards close. Right. <laughs> and then while Bruce, while Bruce is walking through the funeral, uh, Bella Real. Finds him and says, I'm trying to get in touch with you. And they kind of have a quick talk. And he, she says he isn't doing anything for the city. Dude, I such a wrote that line. down. And I was just like, if only she knew. Which is kind of a like ironic line. Because you're like, "If yeah, if yeah. only you knew what he's yeah. doing. Yeah, okay.
0: He's out here. Clean up the streets at yeah. night. What are you doing, lady? Sleeping. That's like, right. <laughs> he doesn't
1: sleep. He's cleaning up the streets.
0: I actually, so I'm so glad that you mentioned it. Because I had that written down myself. Uh, it's just like... <laughs> The irony, you know. <laughs> um, so, and then uh, <laughs> Martinez, Officer Martinez, Officer Martinez, how he like is like <laughs> so, so random. like like Batman sucks. Like you can't come in here. What are you doing? Yeah. And then he's like, "Hey, Bruce Wayne." Yeah, he's like, <laughs> "Bruce Wayne," and that's such a <laughs> random moment. And it's the only scene where Gordon and Bruce Wayne see each other. Gordon, kind of but Gordon doesn't even Daniels. realize that it's him either. Well, no. Yeah. I mean, I guess nobody knows no, except nobody. for Alfred. But right. But it's just kind of this thing where you're like, okay. So I'm watching this and there's so many times where... Bruce knows he's with Gordon, but Gordon never knows who right. Batman is. So where Bruce is around all these people and he has to be Bruce and then he has to be Batman. And I was actually thinking about how difficult it would be to not let anything slip or have any tells or give anything away. Or not like accidentally be like, come here. Like you use your yeah.
1: Batman voice on or accident. Or like,
0: yeah, I saw you last night. I mean, yeah. Batman saw you last <laughs> night, you know, like... I mean, yeah, he's like, I saw you doing some shady stuff. Oh, uh, I
1: didn't. Mean, I heard. That's you know. what Batman would <laughs> say. <Yeah. Not laughs> and me. then you hear a car come during the ceremony, and Bruce, I love that Bruce immediately saves uh, the mayor's kid. The first thing Bruce does when he hears his car coming into the, to the church is he runs and saves the mayor's yeah. kid. And she's like, already had this connection with this kid, mm-hmm. so it just kind of adds on to that. But I love it. It's great. What's,
0: and it's almost as soon as he hears something going on, before the car even comes in, he looks at the kid. And r- he sprints. Yeah. He be- and lines then, it straight for so the kid. So, like, he already gets eyes on the kid. He knows where mm-hmm. he's at. And then when that car comes in, like, him. Yep. That's who I'm saving.
1: And the only reason Bruce told Alfred he went to this funeral was so... Because he, he said, I'm only going because uh, criminals usually follow up their crimes. Yeah. And they want to
0: see the reaction.
1: As always his detective skills are on point because after he saves the kid he looks up and who's standing there but everybody like, disperses from
0: that balcony except guy. for one guy right in the middle
1: but and it is kind of Zodiac-y that Zodiac killer kind of thing where you can't he can't see who he is it's kind of a shadow silhouette and there's just like glasses I kind of like that it's yeah. kind of like creepy and you don't really know who it is but they show us that shot of him turning and you're like those are the glasses mm-hmm. and he wears outside the suit that's him Bruce can't see that far but we can and we yeah, and there he is Bruce was right and he's there he was right on the money. Bruce was, for sure. <laughs> and Gil gets out of the car. Yeah. And, um...
0: They clear out the room. And then it kind of goes to night. Yeah, because cause basically... So he gets out, and he's his mouth is duct taped. He's got the bomb collar on. He's got the phone, like, kind of attached to his it's hand like duct and it's ringing hand, yeah. and then he's got a card taped to his chest that says to the batman to the batman and so what does bruce wayne do he says you know i got a, a i got an appointment <laughs> yeah or whatever He's sure really he lace for the dentist about. yeah i think i left my oven on uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i mean we don't know what he does but he 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 disappears mm-hmm. and then lo and behold a little, that night. little drone drives up to yeah, like the bomb squad little robot comes
1: up. And then he starts looking around and like, thinking, what's he looking at? Again, here it comes the, the footsteps. footsteps. Yep. Oh, I the gotta, footsteps. I love it. And the footsteps come. You know who it is. There he comes, Batman. Who is it? Oh, okay. Oh. You already said it. <laughs> Sorry. I should it's have awkward. waited. It could have been great. Um, Batman's coming towards him as the theme lightly plays again. Yep. Michael G. Batman theme slowly comes in. Not in full force yet. It's more just slowly notes as he's walking. The footsteps walk into the theme. Uh-huh. Um, and we, he makes contact with the Riddler for the first time. And Riddler kind of reveals he wants to unmask the city. Yes. And will you do it with me? You know. Which he kind of has this belief that him and Batman... ...are working together on this.
0: So, and it's funny because... Uh, ...after watching this... Um, a, ...after watch rewatching it... uh ...like, I start to see, like, why he would think that. Mm-hmm. Because of, like, that right there. Like, that was one of the scenes where I was like... ...yeah, he definitely thinks they're working together. They're working together. Yeah.
1: And it's revealed that Riddler has fans watching this live stream... And people are like, "This Riddler guy's awesome." You can kind of see the chat brief. I paused uh-huh. it and kind of read There's some like, of the comments. Like emojis going on. Yeah, people and are kind people of just. Like, it's kind of crazy. You'd think that people would support this guy, but
0: it's unfortunate. But and that's the scary thing to it me real, about it. It's more is real. that it, I feel like, and I talk about this more towards like the the final act, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I'll save it for there, but but yeah, I, I think it's cool how they i mean it's 2022 man so much of our time is spent online on social media and stuff like that so so, what's he do right and i mean what a great way to reach tons of people Mm -hmm. um but i think it's i thought it was cool uh it's 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 kind of scary and like i said i'll talk about it later um but i think it's cool how they incorporated that in so i'm glad that you actually mentioned that now and this particular scene,
1: you know for sure. And I think this is the first time we're finally going to see Paul Dano shine with yes. his with his creepy, horrifying Riddler laugh, which we first hear, and just a really horrifying performance in this scene as he's just not worried at all if Gil lives or dies. He could oh. care less, and he starts rattling off riddles.
0: Yeah, whoa, well, and just like you know, he he's unhinged. It seems like you know, Gil's like, "Can we get somebody to come?" Like, to, he like, do, yells and he's just, at him and he just freaks like, out. You deserve to
1: be dead. Shut
0: yeah. up. Uh, Basically. Yeah.
1: And he starts doing riddles, to, and you can either save his life or not. And Three Batman, riddles in two minutes. Right. Yep. And Batman's just quickly ratting off the answers. He yeah. just He solves them so quickly. Yeah. Which, again, I love very detective Batman just solves every single riddle so quickly. He gave Gil a chance. He saved him. If Gil would have answered, he could have been alive. Yes. Batman gave him a chance because... Gil was not very good with the riddle. So the final riddle was basically give up the rat. Right. He did the bribes riddle. It was justice. And then it was finally. Yeah. Uh, who is it? Yep. The vermin you protect, I believe, was the riddle. Yes. Something like that. Yep. That's exactly what it was. And. And he says, no, I can't. And he says, I'm a dead man either way, but this way I'm protecting my family. Yeah. Because you'll go after my family if not. This way I go out alone. I have people I care about. I have people I love. And it's such a tense scene because Riddler is kind of like laughing and excited almost that he's going to die. And Batman's like yelling at him. He's getting
0: close like, to it. say him. it, say it. And, and like, I think it's more... He's almost more him. caught up in like, it's right there. The answer is right on the tip of this guy's tongue. All he has to do is say it. And he's not even looking at the timer. He's not. He doesn't even... He doesn't even... I don't even think he realizes. It's just going...
1: And then Gil's like, you know, that's it. And this absolutely raw, real-sounding explosion r- wraps off the Batsuit as he goes, like, flying across the room. Yeah. And that's it for Gil. Obviously, it was around his
0: neck. Oh, gosh. Uh, w- what a way to go. Yeah. And it's just this, su- I love the... You could kind of say it blows your mind, that scene. <laughs> you know I had to do it. <laughs> Uh please hmm. continue. I see. I <laughs> just dropped that one in there. All right. Me uh Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: um <laughs> Yes. Uh just kind of a real sounding explosion that like kind of wraps off the bad suit. And especially in the theater, you can really I really mm. heard how good that sounded With the it was bass. a very loud the sound explosion um that kind of just it's probably the noise it makes against the bat suit because that's just full armor. And Batman's ears ring as he's laying on the floor, mm-hmm. and all these cops get him.
0: Oh man, they which is unexpected.
1: Oh, they make barrels
0: him. in his face. Right. I'm just kind of surprised. Yeah, and so and then he he comes to in the police station. In the police station, and they're all trying to figure out who he is. He's unconscious. Hey, who's under the mask? Mm-hmm. Let's take it off. Let's unmask the Batman. And then when he gets up and he's talking to the commissioner.
1: Or the captain, maybe. One guy grabs his ear, and then he starts, you know, goes crazy. Yeah. You don't grab Batman's
0: ear, you know. So he goes crazy and kind of... And the, ca- the captain, I think it is the captain, says, uh, I just got you on assaulting an officer. Batman kind of smarts off and says, you got me on assaulting three. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, he's actually Chief. Okay. Chief McKenzie... No. Is that him? That's Okay. Him. Yeah, it's, he's Chief. Gotcha. Not the commissioner, but the chief, because I guess they don't have a new commissioner because Pete just died. Right. So the chief kind of, you know, he's like, okay. yeah, I got him on assaulting three. I love that line. And Gordon continues to help Batman. They're alone in the room, and Batman almost thinks maybe for a second his friend Gordon isn't as, you know... Yeah, because he's, he's like, said, you too. oh, you too, yep, yep. And then Gordon says, we gotta get you out of here, man. Punch me and take this key. And without even knowing who he is, you can tell there's this... Gordon trusts him, and yep. he... And he knows this is the best for both of them if he can get out of here and continue solving this case, not be locked up in here. So Batman right. swings at him. And oh, actually Batman asks Gordon who the cop is with a broken nose. Yep. And it's revealed who he is, which Kinsey. Narcotics is what yep. he says. Narcotics.
0: Yep. And I actually thought this was a cool line where um Gordon says So he's moonlighting as Like a henchman to the Penguin, Mm -hmm. and then Batman says, "Or he's moonlighting as a cop." Right? Yeah. Great. I yeah, I I caught that as well. Great. And I was like, "Oof."
1: And then the
0: right, yeah.
1: And then the wonderful escape scene through the police station, where he's just beelineing it. Batman's just running through the police station. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, and then, I mean, I haven't gotten to say it yet. I've been, I've been wanting to say it. I've said, it, I've said it so much in Goodfellas. We get a one-shot where uh, the camera is, like, almost on the end of the grappler uh-huh. as Batman is flying up, and all these levels of the police station are cops just, like, shooting at him. And you can see them all as he's flying up. Finally, we can finally get a one-shot of him flying <laughs> up with the camera, almost like it's on the grappler, Yeah, which is a practical shot. Yeah. Completely practical. That's Robert Pattinson flying up there.
0: Point, yeah. You know, and, and,
1: and it's, a, it's a great shot, and I love it. And he's flying up um, as the cops shoot at him through like every level until he gets to the top.
0: Yeah. Um, and then when he gets to the top, he gets up, and I think it's like a big gargoyle or maybe just like a formation on the edge of the roof of this skyscraper. It's mm-hmm. what it seems like. Yep. And he gets up and he like audibly gasps. Because he can't I, a high up he is basically right, know? and I love it because again it shows that this is a, like this is a human, you know, it he's humanizes like, I'm him. high up, yeah, know. and he has to like take a moment to almost prepare himself for what he's uh, about to do. For, yeah, and then what that's he's what he's very
1: th- awesomely about to do. Yeah, which is the first time we actually hear the Batman theme in full effect. It's blaring, it's going, and another genius idea for the realism of this movie that he doesn't just jump off in the cape. Like, lands his He fault. gets it all set up. And it's... Instead of, like, him just jumping off the roof and the cape just slows him down, he has a wingsuit. Yeah, like a... The cape kind of turns into a wingsuit. Uh-huh. Instead of, like, other iterations of Batman, he jumps off the roof and the cape just, like, slowly takes him down. And this time he has, like, a wingsuit so he can get down. Awesome scene. It's more realistic than a cape just, like, taking him down. And, um... Yeah. He escapes... And the camera's on the end of the bat. It's, it's like a like, GoPro almost. It is. And
0: I thought that was really cool kind of how cool they shot. did that. Yeah. And he's, you a, can,
1: he's whizzing through the air. Oh, you know? gosh.
0: And, you know, I feel like you can almost pick up on. I wouldn't say that, like, he's scared, but, you know, it, it's I'm almost nervous. like that. Right. Like you're riding a roller coaster. So, like, the adrenaline of it. Yes. Yes. Like, you're yes. picking up on that adrenaline. Um, so.
1: Him and Gordon meet up again at the bat signal. You know, and he's like, "You could have pulled that punch, man." Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I did." Oh, I did. You know, <laughs> and Gordon says it in that moment that he says the line, "I only trust you." Again, just on that Gordon and Batman relationship, mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of suspect that Penguin is the rat because they're figuring kinda... out because he tells him the clue that that uh, him and Alfred figured out. You, Alfred, are... used the the yeah. Al- Alfred kind of translated with Spanish, but he says his Spanish is a little rocky. He's a little rusty. Alfred kind of loosely translated the Spanish, uh, and they kind of try and figure out
0: maybe does the rat
1: mean stool pigeon, which could mean penguin.
0: Yeah. So you are el rata alata, which right. means a rat with wings. A rat with wings. Yep. Um. Yep. And that's when Gordon says a penguin has wings. Yep. Yeah. So
1: then that kind of leads them on the trail, and then Gordon kind of makes up this story. That maybe Penguin got caught and he decided, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's possible, you know. Yeah. uh, He's running this club. He uh, gets, you know, the DA is there. All these people are there. He gets caught Mm -hmm. and uh, is in a predicament. So what does he do? He starts cooperating to save himself. Very plausible. Then
1: one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie comes up. As Batman, Catwoman, and Gordon are all at this
0: drug deal that the penguins at do you notice that this was all going on at a sanitation building like I didn't why with the mob is it always sanitation good catch though yeah
1: cause this they reveal this is where Maroney had his operations and you know Gordon says they have it up running again and Batman says well maybe it never stopped you know and right. Gordon's like and you're that's saying when the he's biggest like, are drug are telling,
0: yeah was a fraud <laughs> you, know, and yeah. he,
1: you know cause he probably worked really hard on that case and he's finding out maybe it wasn't all as mm-hmm. well it's all and, a
0: charade.
1: Uh, Batman and Catwoman meet up, and they find Annika Ooh, in the back a, and of a trunk in a duffel
0: bag. Yeah, which, sadly.
1: you know, yeah, very sad moment for Catwoman specifically. That she couldn't save her, and so, she was
0: dead. So, you know, they go in, they're doing the drugs, and uh, Batman and Catwoman are at the trunk of the car. And then he comes out, and he starts shooting at him. The penguin calls Batman Vengeance. He says, Again, "Hey, yeah. Vengeance! Yeah. You think you could take my money?" Yeah. Uh, and it's cool because the only time we've ever heard Batman say "I am Vengeance" was to those people in the beginning of the movie. He never mm-hmm. says anything about being Vengeance to any of the main characters. And in the in the first scene where we meet Selena Kyle, he calls him Mister Vengeance.
1: The penguin does. Penguin calls him Mister Vengeance yes. in the club, so it's kind of just like his
0: nickname for him. Well, he's not the only one, because there's a scene that comes up where Selena calls him vengeance. That's true. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe it's just known, criminals have said before, and it's in the newspapers, that he calls himself that. Well, it's almost, to me, like, some of these more serious people take him lightly, you know? Yeah. Not like a joke, but they don't fully appreciate it. ooh,
1: you're vengeance? Right, right, right. Like, ooh, hey, vengeance,
0: you know? Yeah.
1: And then he thinks he's got Batman down, he turns the corner, Batman's gone. Yep. And we hear this absolute... Oh, my gosh. i prepare prepared myself. Monster
2: of a machine. I have
1: to prepare myself to talk about this scene because I love it so much. This noise starts up and the penguin and the camera turns and the Batmobile is sitting at the end of this alley just, like, teasing them. It's kind of, you know, moving... And it's just such... yeah, he's almost
0: like uh, like jump, like you know, trying to make him flinch. Not, I mean, not really, but you know, like jumping at him, like you said, like and antagonizing. This
1: Batmobile has a, a mach- oh, has a freaking gosh. jet engine in the back. Definitely's got a nos button in there.
0: Batman's just <laughs> oh, he's got yeah.
1: like this engine on the back, which the car is actually a '69 Charger with similar details between the two cars. And a little nugget yeah. is they kind of like took off the roof of this car, Chopped completely it replaced off. Uh-huh. it. You know, wheels. They took the whole trunk out to make
0: this giant jet engine fit back there. Yeah, I
1: mean, you so hear. So I, you know,
0: I looked it up, they said it was a, a part of a '69 right Charger, um, but it's I,
1: loosely based on yes. that car.
0: Um, but I think Matt Reeves, what he was saying was, is that he wanted something like recognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, when I saw that thing, I was blown away. I mean, like you said, you hear it and <laughs> like, it's you scary. know, I wish my car sounded like that. Right. Like, and it, Matt Reeves just,
1: also said that he wanted the car to feel like it was real. And he wanted this horror aspect where the car almost feels alive and that the criminals feel like it's
0: chasing them. So which is why it's so loud and scary. I read that he was loosely inspired by Christine, yep. the Stephen King car. Yep. Uh huh. And I they, saw and, that as well and, and and so I did read that too that he wanted it to be realistic and not like some of the previous other Batmobiles that are just like you know what even is this thing?
1: well we already have that he's just this Batman's very like you know he just got a car and made it crazy he didn't yep. like it's not anything crazy it doesn't automatically drive up it doesn't have this like shield that goes around to protect it from missiles which Michael Keaton right, had right and it doesn't drive, up a, like drive Invis- up a wall oh my
0: gosh yeah I do remember that one yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of goofy and uh, they start this car chase. Him and the Penguin start this car chase where uh, Catwoman snags the money. Yeah. Getting carried away. Catwoman snags the money. Yeah, she and they, only got one bag, though. She got one bag. And hey, they... they st- probably enough
0: in that one bag, though. I was about to say. Yeah. And
1: they start this chase, which we really hear the Batman music. This is
0: where it is. It's, this it's, is actually... It's blaring. Probably my favorite... Use like, of it? Uh, not even just the use of the Batman music, but just probably part of like my favorite part of the movie
1: it is it's a great part i love it and i actually noticed that the music only plays when he's directly on the penguin's trail when he goes Mm. off and the penguin thinks he's fine music stops then he comes back and music's back on
0: Ah, so that's why
1: it's kind of going in and out and then finally when he catches him later and he's walking towards him the music's just playing and and kind of cool detail he's walking
0: too he's walking yeah
1: and it's like the footsteps almost footsteps again yeah um, and the, the shot there's a shot where that he's chasing him and the camera's on the back of the Batmobile the camera's like it's almost like a GoPro on the back of a car and you can like see the engine and it's just kind of like it looks like a video game like you're okay. controlling the car Gotcha. gotcha kind gotcha, of a gotcha. very cool shot I wanted to mention um, you just kind of tell it's just really cool and then basically after a while Penguin rear ends a great just such a great scene he here. kind of
0: brake checks a 18 wheeler <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: pretty much. Yeah. yeah, and they're they're going in and out of lanes. It's it's a crazy scene. Yeah, they're chasing each other. They're they're going on the opposite side of the highway to start it off. Uh-huh. Makes it hard. Then, uh, Be- uh, Penguin kind of creates this wall of flames. And Batman yeah. hits the NOS button, and you don't see him for a little bit, and Penguin thinks he got he, him. Yeah, he thinks he got him. You freaking psycho,
0: like, he thinks he got him, and... Woo! Yeah, yeah. he's, like, cheering and all that. And I, I just, like, he does... Colin Farrell does such a good job as the Penguin in this moment, but just the acting in general, because it, the whole thing, you know, really gets your heart rate up, really gets you in the feel does like being a part of this chase, right? It does. That adrenaline. It and makes just... you feel like you're in the car with them. Yeah. Because the
1: music's playing. You hear the cars roaring. There's The flames feel real. Everything feels real. Cars are honking at them. Yeah. Um, and then the <laughs> Batmobile comes out of the flames because there's like this ramp that's been ...place for Batman. He kind of drives up it. It's like a...
0: Like a car trailer. Yes. Like, you know, what they would bring cars to a dealership. And it's kind of, like, laid out. Yeah. And he sees his window and he just punches it. Hits the NOS. Hits the NOS, Off he
1: goes. And then the shot after he hits him... ...where the car screeches and the camera's, like, on the wheel. Oh, and And the car, like, comes to a stop and then you see him flip in the distance. Uh Uh-huh. And the camera's, like, on the Batmobile's back wheel. And you kind of see it go... And it, like, makes that great noise, and the water kind of splashes up. Mm. Favorite shot of the entire mm. car chase. Isn't it kind of it, it kind of screeches to a halt, and you just kind of see Penguin flipping away. Yeah. And then you see in the car as Penguin's flipping as well. Yep. All great. I mean, they clearly just spend a lot of time on this car chase scene. You can tell. Not a lot yeah. of just it's quality. It is. It's just really good.
0: The, the car finally settles, and Penguin's sitting there. Upside down. Upside down yeah. with this look on his face as Batman's walking up. And the music starts playing. Yeah. Um, literally my entire arms were just like...
1: Just goosebumps. <laughs> I just got goosebumps this entire... I mean, I goosebumps most of this movie, but after it's, it's such a great car chase and it pays off in such a great way as Batman walks towards Penguin slowly while the music plays upside down like a bat. He's yeah. walking towards him and... Penguin seeing him upside down like a bat. Oh, and, wow. What a good connection. And he's slowly walking towards them as bats hang upside down. Yeah. And then finally the music comes to a big climax and then he leans Link, down, down and Penguin's just like... Oh, gosh. Yeah, he's just not having it. And anyways, so great. Amazing sequence. Probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. It's amazing. I, I, I agree. And it's I think... It's
0: fantastic. It, yeah. Uh... I think this was be just a, a good stop to just take a quick little pause. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Hit the little boys' room. <laughs> okay. And then yeah. uh, and we'll be right back. All right. Sounds good. Cool. All right. All right, guys. We're back. And we were basically just talking about this crazy car chase. Oh, um, So good. Yeah. And and so now they got the penguin and they is Batman and, and Gordon and um they're kind of interrogating him and this is when they find out that the next clue is not URL Elrata, but URL. URL like Rata Alata.
1: Yeah, URL a web like, address. Exactly. You know.
0: And the next clue they find out, which I thought that was really clever. U R L. Yeah. On the Riddler's part. Yeah. I don't mean to say this to Shiro clear, but well played thank, thank goodness Batman is smart because <laughs> if I was Batman that probably would have been where things stopped well, I'd be scratching my head you
1: are hell <laughs> yeah, I get yeah. it um, and the next clue is kind of an orphan is the next clue for the next victim yeah, the next, yeah where maybe. Batman draws the line that there's an old orphanage downtown which was part of the old Wayne estate mm-hmm. which, the, which they so they drive him and Gordon uh, get there. oh and real quick Penguin waddles because he's tied together <laughs> as as Batman and Gordon drive Gordon drives away in his little police cruiser, and Batman freaking like drifts out of the parking lot, and yeah. Penguin's like waddling. Just yeah. kind of thought it was kind of funny, because like we said, this isn't. um uh Oh gosh, what's his name? Danny that? DeVito. This ain't Danny DeVito's right. uh, Penguin. He's not got a nose. He doesn't eat fish, and he doesn't waddle all the time. So it's kind of like a little reference to Penguin, just because he's waddling, but it's in a way that's
0: real. So apparently, uh, Colin Farrell fought really hard to have his character the penguin smoke a cigar but Warner Brothers would not let him do
1: it. I actually I actually heard this and I thought it's kind of a shame because when I see the penguin in comic books
0: always right. got He's a, cigar. a known he's a known smoker. He
1: uh, always has an umbrella and a cigar. Yeah. Which the uh, penguin does have an umbrella at one point in the movie in the funeral scene. He's carrying an umbrella, which is kind of a cool reference as well. Kind mm. of forgot to mention that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and then yeah, and I really it's kind of a shame Warner Brothers, you know. Yeah. Because it's just kind of a cool detail. I agree with Colin Farrell. It's a, it's a right. Penguin I mean, it's staple. A,
0: right. I mean, that's like... I don't know. But but I agree.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, penguin, or Batman and Gordon find out that Riddler's next victim is actually Bruce Wayne. Himself. Which he says is for the sins of the father for all Thomas Wayne did. Yep. Which we don't know quite what that means yet. Like, what did Thomas Wayne do? We don't know. Right. But I think it's a very cool way of giving you... Batman's or Bruce Wayne's history but also including Batman in it and in the movie like we didn't need this to get all the detail about eventually Martha Wayne uh-huh and Thomas Wayne both their backstories just kind of helps cuz they're not in the movie. Right. So it's just kind of a cool way to find out what they were about so mm-hmm. we we don't meet them in any way really. Um yeah and you wanted to go ahead take away to the next scene where Batman's
0: gone. Gordon's like Bruce Wayne and Batman's <laughs> gone. So once they realize that Bruce Wayne's a victim, um, Batman's gone. gone. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, crap!" Mm-hmm. So uh, it's kind of cool because they start cutting. Batman's in the in the Batmobile, headed back home, right? And he's on the phone and he's trying to get in touch with Alfred. And we see Alfred; he's at his desk and kind of chillin' he, In he's just opening mail, nothing yeah, weird. He's <laughs> just you know, just doing his domestic duties and you yeah. know, just going through the mail. He sees something addressed to... Uh, Bruce Wayne? Uh-huh. Yeah. And when he opens it up... Now, this is when I feel like he should have maybe... Like, I should have hit a switch when he has a card that's addressed to the Batman. Yep. Um, and it's in the same handwriting as all the other cards that have been addressed to him. Um, and then not only that, he turns the letter over because it's in this super weird envelope. Mm-hmm. And we see that it's a fireproof envelope.
1: Which I would like to mention that... Even though Batman doesn't realize it's later, he should know at this point that Riddler doesn't know Bruce Wayne is Batman. Because if this would have worked, Bruce Wayne would have gotten would have died, and Batman still would have found the letter. Which Batman later believes that he, Riddler knows who he is, which isn't the case. Right. Because if he would have known, who would have found the letter? Right. So this, this is kind of the point where you realize, well, he must not know.
0: And That's a good point. Well, but the whole time is is you're thinking that um, you know and Bruce is calling and he's calling and he finally gets through. He's actually just racing down the street. Yeah, just and you think that, that car's that, going uh, hundred miles. I mean, he's just said, I, I need to Speed. speak to Alfred. Something bad's going to happen. Marta picks up the phone. Yep, and she tells him. The maid lady. I'm sorry it already has about yeah, an hour ago. you're too late. And
1: I feel tricked. It, the scene 100% tricks you because you think they're happening at the exact same time. Right. you think it's concurrent. And... Like, oh, Alfred's going to leave the mail and he's going to go pick up the phone. Thank God. No. Nope. It's already happened. No. Nope. And, it, and it, it, it definitely does trick you. He's racing towards, Batman's racing towards Wayne Tower. Uh, Robert Pattinson, shout out again love the way he he does this scene he's on the phone he's like banging the car he's like yelling it's like you don't hear it but because the car's so loud but he's like yelling yeah because he's he's worried because
0: alfred's he's got family tower
1: and it shows the tower it's smoking smoking and it's already smoking and you know she says you're too late and you're to believe alfred died in this scene Which, the smartest thing Alfred does in this scene, saves his life, is that he throws the package.
0: Right. And kind of dives backwards. And kind of, like, shields his head a little bit with his arm. Which,
1: as I've already mentioned, he was in the special intelligence, so if he realized it was a bomb, that was probably the smartest thing he could have done, instead of just stood there and took it. Because if he stood there and took it, he wouldn't have made it. Oh, no, not at all. And, luckily, he threw it and saved his own life. Um, So, I mean, the tower comes into view, of course, it's smoking, and... uh, I thought, when I first saw this movie, I was like, this Batman movie just killed Alfred. The first movie. Yeah. I was no, like, ballsy move.
0: thought he was dead. But then, of course, I'm like, no. He can't be. Right. Then, like, there's, there's no way, There's right? that, like,
1: way. Come on. But because he threw it, you almost think,
0: all right, maybe he's just... May- yeah. And then it cuts to... Well, so I thought that. But then when they showed the tower smoking, I was kind of like... There's no way. Is he that, like, entire,
1: like, floor blown? Yeah, right. Because like, it's smoking, like, so
0: you're like, dang, is it, like... It's pretty bad. You know?
1: And then we they to the hospital, where Alfred is sedated, and mm-hmm. the nurse says he'll be okay. Yes. And she tells Bruce, go home, get some sleep, you know. Pfft, like he's gonna do that. Like he's gonna do that, which he doesn't, but I love this next scene where Bruce is piecing everything together on his floor, like a real detective should. Yeah. He's piecing everything together. He's using pictures. using clues. He writes with spray paint like a sins for my father, question mark. He goes into
0: his father's um, files. He goes into his room that's all chained up that I guess he probably hasn't been in since. Well, before that, I mean. Oh, my bad. No, no,
1: you're fine. Before that, he goes into the file room and gets the files for the renewal project and lays them out with the pictures of Annika, the penguin. He's trying to piece everything together. Right. Very detective style. I mean... If he didn't have such a big floor, he would do it on a board like a normal detective. But he did it (laughs) on his floor. Because that's like the the string. With the, you know, the detectives do with the string that you always see in movies leading to one thing. And that's basically what he does, but it's with spray paint, you know, on a bigger surface. Yeah. And uh, Batman looks out to the Gotham sunrise, one of my favorite shots of the whole movie. Kind of the money shot of the trailer, if you ever watch the main trailer. And it's him looking out to the sunrise... Um, where he meets, this is where he meets Selena for the first time. Cause they're talking in the back cave and she goes, I, we need to meet up at a place we can meet, you know? So they go, he tells her to go to the the bat signal. Right. And he's looking out and I love the shots. Just kind of the bat. It's just the cowl really. And the ears and just the sunrise. Okay. It's a bright scene. Yeah. For the sunrise of Gotham. Where, um, cause the whole thing where he was driving and Alfred got blown up, that was all at night. So mm-hmm. now it's the ne- you know, that meant he never went to sleep.
0: <laughs> he just never went to bed. No. Cause now it's like that morning. It is. Yeah.
1: Where he meets Selena and they kind of talk for a while and what do you have? Do you have anything in this scene?
0: Uh, I have two things here. In this scene? Okay. She calls him vengeance. She does. She calls him vengeance. Yes. And then. It is revealed. Take it away, G. The big reveal in this scene. Oh, where she reveals yes. that Carmine Falcone is, in fact, her father?
1: Big, mind blown. Yeah. Actually, is the one big part of the movie where it steers away from the comics. That has never been, correct me if I'm wrong, please, but I don't think it's in any iteration. You're asking the wrong guy. I mean, I'm talking to anybody. anybody okay, any okay. listen, Correct me if say. I'm wrong, but I don't think it's in any iteration of Batman comics that Carmine Falcone was ever seen to Kyle's dad. The only thing that's ever been done before, which is why it's such a great twist, is because no one, even if you read every single Batman comic ever, sees that coming. Hmm. It's a great twist. because I didn't
0: see it coming. You're like,
1: that's her dad. Because she's like, he owes me this money. And he's like, owes you? What do you mean? Like, why would he owe you? Yeah. You know, great twist. I loved it. It's the part of the film that steers
0: away from the comic books a little bit. Well, and he's also talking about, um, you know, how, uh, Annika, her friend, um, Like, you know, well, maybe it's all choices, you know, maybe if she wasn't hanging out in this place and doing what she was doing, none of this would ever happen to her. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's really funny because Selena was like, you must have grew up rich. And little (laughs) does she know that like, he's a freaking billionaire. She also
1: says, what do you, what do you live in a cave? She's that in this scene, (laughs) you know? Um, So I I thought those were funny. Yeah. And it's a great twist that that's, that's her dad. Yeah. It's a great twist. And she kinda tells the story that her mom also worked at the club. Mm-hmm. And that's how and then she she grew up around Carmine and was always scared of him. Mm-hmm. I would be. And then when child services came to get her. He did nothing. Nope. Which this kind of makes Selena Kyle astray. That's where that starts, kinda. Yeah. When she gets when her mother's dead and she kinda gets taken away, you know. And now time now's her time for revenge and she takes it.
0: Oh, and she's hungry for it.
1: Right. And then in this scene, Batcat cat shares their first kiss. Yes. On this.
0: I have that noted. With they the sunrise kiss. in yeah. the back. How romantic.
1: Right. Great scene. Um, And a great shot accompanying the great scene. Mm-hmm. Great shot. And uh,
0: she asks in that scene if he's hideously scarred. And he says, yeah. But yeah. I think he's talking about more on the inside, where uh, she's I, talking about physically. I think
1: he's talking mentally. Yeah. yeah. Which is just kind of a funny scene. Yeah. Bruce Wayne is not, you know, um, and shortly after that, what do you have
0: next? Actually, Um, you, you take it. Um, so that's the thing is that I will either dwell on like certain things or I'll go a while before. Mm -hmm. So I, I may be jumping forward, but the Riddler's video. Okay. Well, the next, yeah, that's what I thought. Well, is this the, same? the next thing I hear is that Bruce finds out the truth about his parents? So that's what basically I was going to get to with yes. the Riddler's video, basically. Because right. I feel like, and uh, again, you know, we we've kind of established I'm not the biggest uh, comic I'm, I'm, book fan. Yeah, not, well, yeah, I'm just not that knowledgeable about it all. Right. Um, but we'll it, change it, that it's, with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: happening. It's happening. Uh,
0: um, but I feel like it's always been the understanding that. Um, Thomas and uh, Bruce's mother, Martha, yeah. Martha, uh, were very, like, noble, very honorable people, right? And they, you know, died this terrible death, and it was just such tragedy. a tragedy. and the Waynes are one of the founding families of Gotham. Right, and then with this video, it kind of shows us that this whole image we've had of them, you know, since what, the, the 60s? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how long I know that uh, Batman's that old, but I don't know how long right, this how image long of them they... goes back. But all of a sudden, that's that's it's changed. Yeah, because
1: the Riddler reveals that Martha was in and out of mental institutions, mm-hmm.
0: and his as dad... a result of her mother <laughs> right. doing a murder suicide with her father. Shh,
1: yeah, gruesome backstory for Martha, by the way. Yeah, unexpected. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, oh, yeah. Whoa, Martha. Martha what like... you doing? Yeah. What a backstory! And then the dad having a reporter killed, which we find out isn't the complete truth. Right? It's kind of a skewed but truth. Still but trying to pay him off. You still know, trying bribery to, going on you know, and stuff. That's not. Yeah.
0: You know, that's that's, that's not
1: cor- nothing. Yeah, it's corrupt.
0: Corruption. And
1: I have a quick DC Comics nugget. Ooh, let's hear it. So when they're talking about the reporter in Riddler's video, uh-huh. uh huh, the reporter's name is Edward Elliot is the reporter's name, and they say they try to pay... The, Riddler says he tried to pay it off with Hush money, and the word Hush is written across the screen, really big, with two exclamation marks. And that is actually a reference to the Batman villain, Hush, who is Thomas Elliot, Edward Elliot's son, who, for a while in the comics, actually impersonates Bruce Wayne, and then eventually gets his entire face, like, blown off, wears this, like... If you look at a picture of him, but he has this, like... Wrap around his face. He always rolls around with two silencers on his guns in a trench coat and walks around just like shooting people. His name is Hush. It's actually a Batman villain, huh. and it's Edward Elliot's son, who was the reporter that was forced, was trying to force that Thomas tried to force him a hush money thing, and they say hush or across the screen. So Edward so Elliot was where killed.
0: He uh, the son takes his name from.
1: I have to assume, and maybe that's set up for the Batman too. Thomas Elliot comes for Bruce's Bruce because because of his parents because of what happened with between their it was between their dads between you know Edward Elliot and
0: Thomas Wayne it's between oh, them so they're probably the same. Mm. Because when you're saying this, I'm thinking of this little boy, but you're right. This happened back when Bruce was a little boy, so they're both so likely... So they're probably
1: both the same age, so Hush might be coming for Bruce Wayne at some point. I'm
0: curious. What the...
1: He's a, he's actually a very cool, very cool villain. And
0: that would be cool because I don't think he's been in any of the Batman movies. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, he has not. Okay, so it would be cool, it would be nice and refreshing to have this new villain.
1: Yes. You know? It would be very cool to have a new villain, especially one as Hush, who's just kind of... Uh, I don't know. He's just kind of, he he just kind of walks around with like this creepy mask. You can only see his eyes, but it's like bandaged. Okay. Because his face is messed up after he impersonates Bruce Wayne, and he just kind of goes around with these silver guns and just kind of, hmm. like people up. I don't know much about Hush, but I do know <laughs> that. That's pretty. So Thomas Elliot, Edward Elliot. I I the minute I noticed that I was like, I mean it was the first time I watched it, but then this yeah, time Rick around up. I was like. Thomas Elliott, that's Hush, you know. Huh. That's him. That's him. So, so, so maybe maybe he'll come around. Maybe we'll see Thomas Elliot one day in this Batman movies in this universe. I'd love to see Robert Pattinson's Batman versus someone playing Hush. That'd be pretty cool. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be very cool. Sorry, I lingered on that a little bit. It's just that's like my that's one of the coolest. It's a fascinating I have.
0: point, and I think a lot of the people that are very into DC um, will actually appreciate that. And some may have also made that correction, and you know, may even feel validated by it. Uh, but no, I definitely think that was worth mentioning. I think so as well. Yeah. Um, so, of course, after this video comes out and all these accusations are made about Thomas Wayne and how he had Carmine Falcone kill uh, the reporter. Right.
1: Edward, Edward Elliott. Edward Elliott, yeah.
0: Um, he wants to go talk to Carmine. Bruce
1: goes and has a chat with Carmine Falcone, which is the second time Bruce tries to get into the club. But this time it says Bruce, which I thought you had a, had a mention about the scene. Yes. So... We, meet the t- we see the twins
0: again. Again. <laughs> yes. And so, re- remember how I kind of said, well, you remember how he got in the club? Mm-hmm. He was like, do you know who I am?
2: hmm
0: Well, when he comes to the club, this time as Bruce Wayne. He says it again, doesn't he? The exact same way. Yeah. Do you know who I am? And he goes Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And then he
1: close- shows, sh- shuts the door and he gets the other twin. He goes, see, I told you it's Bruce Wayne. He's like, see? Like, he didn't believe him. Like, right. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think he believed him. That Bruce but, Wayne was showing up to the Iceberg
0: Lounge. When he first comes in and he's like, do you know who I am? Uh, And he's like, uh, and he's dressed as Batman and he's like, yeah, uh, I have an idea or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then he goes in and gets the twin number two and they come out and basically Bruce just like jacks them up and rolls on in. (laughs) I would think that somewhere in this dude's mind, some sort of subconscious primal instinct would have kicked in when he was like, do you know who I am? It would have just been like a... I don't know, like a flash point, but I just thought that was very interesting. I caught that. So
1: this time going in the club, time number two, is almost like going in the easy way.
0: Oh, he's welcome. Just kind of like, yeah, it's it's, it's going in the almost, easy way. And and I imagine it's almost because he's expected.
1: Uh, I based on Carmine Falcone's video, uh, dialogue in the next scene, I believe he he was he said I was waiting for you.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, this video comes out and they're basically saying, you yeah. know, that Carm that. Thomas Wayne got Carmine to, uh, which take care of the reporter. So I think yeah. it's natural that that Bruce is gonna want to go talk to which him. Which
1: Alfred about says it. this earlier, but Thomas should have known not to get in with mob, mob mobsters. You know, because when you do that, you know it's like the yeah uh, I'll do favor for you, you do favor for me sort of thing. Yeah, it's a favor for a favor. Except um, it's never just you know never with just the one. Mob, it's never
0: just one. Once you
1: they keep coming back, I which Carmine says. That Maroney might have been scared that... He kind of throws Maroney under the bus. That Maroney might have been scared that he would be in Thomas Wayne's pocket.
0: So, and, and this, was, pocket. this was my theory um, that I had mentioned, that I had a theory. So, obviously, Carmine tells Bruce that, uh, you know, can I say it for a fact? No. But it's right. what it looked like to me that Maroney killed his dad. Yeah. And clearly, that's BS. And Albert pretty much... Alfred... Crap. I don't know why I keep calling him Alfred. It's all good. Alfred pretty much confirms that it's all BS. But I think that this is Carmine trying to groom Bruce. Because I think ultimately that's what he did with Thomas was he tried to get him in his pocket. Bruce is like get a like second chance. Right. Another way for him again. to... Exactly. Another him all to. over again. And so when you said that Carmine recognized, I never forget a face, yep. if he truly knows he's Batman, yep. all the more reason to get him in his pocket because now I own the freaking... I own the whole town, <laughs> and now I own the Batman. Who's going to stop me? Who's going to stop so me? So as soon as you said that, it actually further reinforced my theory that Carmine is trying to groom Bruce mm-hmm. to get him in his pocket
1: yeah and he reveals that Thomas really wanted Carmine to scare the reporter he wanted to, he said uh, he wanted to put the fear of God right. in that report. I love uh, one of the <clears> best <throat> scenes for John Turturro Falcon. I love the delivery on that line I love the delivery on everybody's got the dirty lines that's just what it is you know yeah he said something like that but so Thomas just wanted him to scare the reporter because he wouldn't take his hush money right not kill him but that's he said he wanted me to deal with it I dealt with it you know in the way he wanted to deal with it he, and he did and Carmen blames Salvatore Moroni for Thomas Wayne's murder. You know, of course he throws him under the bus. He's in jail. What's
0: he going to do? Right. So he's him he's under already the bus. used him as a, you know, a, Decoy a scapego- Right. right. You know, Might as well. Pile keep, on. Exactly. Dude.
1: And then I think maybe the, or second for me, most emotional scene in the movie is the hospital scene between Alfred and Bruce. Yeah. When I say I love it, it is fantastic. It gets me every time. It's a very emotional scene with phenomenal acting for uh, Andy Serkis and Robert Pattinson. Both yeah. of them. I think they just both put it all, everything they had in this scene. And it's great. I love it. Um, you know, Alfred tells him that your father was a good man. Don't ever say that he wasn't. Right. And he thinks Falcone had the Wayne's killed. He says, you know, I wish I knew for sure. Nobody right. really knows who killed him, but right. he says, "I wish I knew for
0: sure." Because he does say, "You know, it very well could have been some street thug." And just pulled the just, trigger too fast. Yeah, just was scared, and he's like, "I've, you know, I spent every day thinking about that." It was my job to protect your father and mm-hmm. everything. Yep.
1: And that's where that's where it really gets emotional. Is Bruce kind of has this moment, which you can tell he's not very comfortable with being like emotional. Yes. He's kind of like
0: uh. Like so he's I was kind actually, of awkward. About I was actually thinking about that. He's kind how, of
1: like awkward about it. He is. He's kind of like, oh
0: god, am I like, about to be like? You almost kind emotional? of expect him to like not storm out of there, but like not come to terms with. But he just he kind of accepts it. Yeah, know? he does. And he reveals that like, his biggest fear is losing someone he cares
1: about again. Right. Which is the first time where we really like really hear what Bruce Wayne's thinking. And at that moment, we're the most in tune with his character we have in the whole movie because yeah. you really know what he's exactly what he's thinking. Well, he's let his wall down. And... Exactly. And you you could tell he was scared in the scene when he was driving for Alfred. Yeah. He was scared in that scene. Genuinely. Which he was... He basically broke down in the hospital scene because he was upset he had that
0: again. He didn't want to feel that ever again. And that's what he was saying. That's what he was saying. And Mm -hmm. that was his other thing was I was, you know, um, feeling that again. Yeah,
1: And that's that's Bruce Wayne's biggest fear. Feeling that
0: again. So I thought that was a really down-to-earth scene
1: between two people who that's both of their only family. The only person Alfred has is Bruce and the only person Bruce has is Alfred. I was literally
0: going to say that. Yeah. They're all they each other. So that's has. just
1: kind of a really down to earth scene and I love it. It's great. It gets me every time. And then as we're finally in, we're finally, you know, Bruce Wayne's walls come down as you said and we're finally with them. The Batmobile shining through the hospital window. Bruce Wayne looks up and sees it through the window of the hospital and he sees the bat signal uh-huh. and says, Gotta go. Time to go to work. You know? Yep. <laughs> and he does. Apparently Gordon saw it too. Gordon sees it too, because they both pull up at the same time, which kinda of surprised them. Because they were like, Well no people know about
0: this. You turn it on. Which, I this, thought
1: you turned it on. This is the first time we hear the Batmobile like turn off. And it literally is like, <laughs> it like, a, like a like a plane like landing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so loud. And um then we... Celine is the one that turned on the that yes. signal. And, and she has company. She has company.
0: And we listen to a voicemail. So she's got Kinsey there. She has Kinsey. That right. narcotics officer that uh, either Moonlight says the Penguin's right-hand man or Moonlight says a police cop. officer. Who knows? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she's kind of she's kind roughing them up a good bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The minute they stop in the elevator, she's like already hit yeah. she's hitting them. and how long she's been up there i don't know but yes we yeah. hear
0: this voicemail
1: we hear this voicemail which was left on selena's phone which they took and she said they took yep so it comes full circle uh-huh. uh, and she recovers it kenzie, kenzie had it kenzie had it and annika was in kenzie's trunk, and the voicemails from Monica. a really a really i mean that voicemail was
0: pretty, pretty damning yeah it was yeah it was yeah, it was everything they needed at that. point. Well, because basically, I mean, it's Carmine Falcone asking her. And he's a good. He has a voice. You can tell it's <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's distinct. It's not everybody else. else and before. he's asking her. You know, what did the mayor tell you? And she basically said that, um, you, like, you run the city. And he says, "Oh, well."
1: And unfortunately, he strangles her. Yeah. On the voicemail, where, and then Gordon and. Batman figure out up there that Falcone is the rat. Falcone is the rat. Another
0: twist where you're like, him? Because they're asking Kenzie, so Falcone works for you and the DA, and he's like, nuh-uh. He goes, Falcone's
1: been the mayor for 20 years. 20 years, And he'll keep being the mayor. And,
0: uh... And it all goes back to the renewal fund. Yeah, it's all about Thomas Wayne's renewal. Once he died, everybody wanted a piece of the money. Which the Riddler,
1: that was Riddler, Riddler's big thing, is the renewal was supposed to help like orphans in the city and whatnot. And then he said he died and nobody cared anymore about yep, us. They forgot
0: about all about him.
1: Yep. Yeah. And um, Selina tries to kill Kinsey, uh, and Batman tells her, you can't cross that line. Because once you do, you're one of them. Which I love that we finally got a re- reference of that because Batman's biggest thing is he doesn't, Batman doesn't kill. Yeah, and he doesn't like guns. He doesn't like guns. Yeah, because yeah, there's a point where they're going up there. <laughs> they're at the orphanage, and he's like, no guns. And he's like, that's your thing, man. That's your thing, man. Yeah, <laughs> I love that scene. Yeah. yeah, I might impact myself. You're in a suit of armor. Um, and then, you know, Calman kicks Kinsey off the roof. Yeah. As she leaves, you know. Good reflexes on Batman's part. That, that's what, having that grappler right there on his wrist, he can just yeah. kind of just get it and he grapples the chair
0: and he grabs him. And I'd say that's pretty good acting by uh, Kinsey, the actor that plays him. Yes. Um, Peter McDonald. Peter McDonald. Because uh, you could hear the fear. Yes. in his. I mean, like genuinely sound terrified as i would be and i was actually thinking like that would suck he better be glad i'm not batman because i'm terrified of heights and i couldn't have gotten that close to the edge to save him
2: yes yes.
0: or, or if i did i probably my knees would have buckled and i'd have gone over with them because <laughs> yeah yes
1: and um as Countman jumps off and they save kenzie batman tells gordon i'm gonna do this my way yeah get the rat into the light i'm gonna go Follow her and he uses another great bat gadget where he uses this like rope thing. It's like a to, magnet almost. To like, he walks, he runs on the side of a building. Yeah. Which I can't stress how freaking cool that is. Yeah, that was
0: really cool. He
1: uses like a magnetic like rope gadget to like run down the side of this building.
0: Yeah, he basically just like slapped this magnet on to the I-beam of this building that's being yeah. built. Um,
1: What are they going to do when that building's done? Building? Okay. I guess I'll have to find a new one. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, I guess it was a renewal building, so it won't be built. That was the whole point. There's a poster at the outside that says renewal. I'm sorry, continue. Anyways. It's this
0: gadget and he just kinda of slaps it on there. Yeah, and he just runs down the building. He's like, you know, runs he down the building. That's pretty cool. It's pretty sweet. It is pretty sweet. Talk about a quick getaway. Right? Um, and um Bat what do you got next? Well, we're back
1: of the iceberg. I got Batman trying to get in the club for the third time. Yeah, and I, at this point, I'm just like, these poor twins. But this time, he does it not really as Batman. They call this one, by an. there's an action figure of him in, like, the hat with the backpack that he does, that he's in. Okay. And they call him Drifter Bruce. He has, like, eye makeup on. He's, like, half Batman. But he
0: has a hat on, and he has yeah. a hood
1: on, and he's kind of, he kind of just...
0: Very, like like, trying to be under the
1: radar... And this way he goes in he goes in stealthily this time. He does. He doesn't beat him up. He doesn't go in easy. He be, he does stealth this time. He does it different time every time he tries to get in the club.
0: And this time he kind of just sneaks past him. Mm-hmm. And uh what do you got next? Um well shuts the power mm-hmm. off. Shuts the power off. So Good. the scene where um and I'm 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 again I'm jumping forward, but the scene where Batman the the elevator opens, right? I have I have one thing before that. Okay. Just real quick, I'm yes. sorry
1: uh falcon's voicemail is broadcasted on tv the it voicemail is. as selena is up there with the tissue aka the gun <laughs> that she has concealed yeah and she's a
0: lethal tissue
1: and the minute the power turns off selena attempts to murder falcon she goes
0: but i think she's thwarted by the power shutting
1: she off. is thwarted yes yeah before revealing she's maria kyle's kid yeah, because she, she said, hey, Dad. And he turns around and goes, what?
0: Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs>
1: yeah, and she's like, you remember Maria Kyle? And he's, you know, he's kind of like nervous moment because he probably knows where she's going with this. Yeah. You know, and he's like, oh, God, this is her. It's this girl, you know. I almost I, wonder if, like, he knew and just didn't know that she knew. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And then, okay, back to you. Sorry, I just had to get that out of the way. Now, back to what you were talking about. The no, elevator. and so while that's going
0: on, so basically, yeah, because she's trying to kill him batman's coming up uh i start i start rocking in my chair
1: because the scene is so
0: cool it's just like so it's pitch black yep uh the goons are like using their like phone lights yeah and then he comes out and takes care of the first dude with the light and now it's like completely dark and well he's
1: they, he's up in a corner yeah the elevator looks empty and the dude walks in and then it like he quickly shines the flashlight at the top and it's like that.
0: He's a back yeah, in the corner a, I hanging so much upside much, down much, and he like jumps on
1: him. So cool.
0: I just want to get right to the, the cool part where it's just no, like yeah. just the muzzle flash from the guns going off is what's like mm. causing occasional lighting. Because we wouldn't see anything. Right. And in those brief spurts of light, you just see this awesome fight. Yeah. Just unfold. This is crazy. And the conduct. camera
1: is still at the end of the hallway.
0: Yeah, it never moves,
1: and you just and Batman's totally getting closer to the camera. You're like, oh god, it's getting close.
0: Yeah, every muzzle flash, he's a little bit closer. And there's another group of
1: guys. Uh huh. And I love it. Whoever, who had the idea that let's have a scene entirely lit by guns going off. Right. Abs in a hallway. Cinematography. Gen- exactly. Genius.
2: Genius.
1: I mean, he's just going down this hallway, just messing these dudes up. Yeah. And the whole scene's lit by the guns going off. The music's playing the batman music. the batman music's playing oh my gosh i need the the like music ingrained on my <laughs> i need it tattooed somehow <laughs> um and the scene is yeah 10 out, i'm 10 out of 10 love it fantastic
0: so um and then we kind of go back to falcone mm-hmm. um essentially um, attempting to strangle yeah. Selena attempts to kill yeah. him, and he attempts to kill her. And he said, you made me do this just like your mother. Just like your mother. Which made me wonder if she... She did, she wants to tell something, that she he had, had her killed. Right. I mean, that's what I have to assume by
1: that line. You right. wouldn't think that unless he said that, and so it has to be, you know... It
0: really just makes you wonder, like, you know... He had her
1: killed, didn't he? You know.
0: Oh, absolutely. Well, and I'm thinking that he did it himself, but it makes you Maybe. wonder yeah. what she did to... Mm-hmm. You know, snoop
1: around like what'd she do? You know? Right, and then, then Batman saves her, and absolutely love this line. But she's gonna shoot him just laying there, mm-hmm. and he says, "You don't have to pay with him. You've already paid enough." Right. I, Oof. I mean, it's worth mentioning because I love that line, Oof. and it immediately and then he grabs, slowly grabs the gun out of her hand, mm-hmm. convinces her not to kill him, or uh, yeah, convinces Lena not to kill. Uh, Falcone and that moment I was like oh thank god we'll see him in the next Batman movie oh a few seconds later
0: no uh, well and before we get to that they're like right about to go out the door and Falcone oh yeah basically says something along the lines of everything I know everything I've done it's it all going it. with me mm-hmm. I'm taking it to the grave and then he
1: says a line like and then he sh- don't you know the, uh, that you he's just a gorn, you, the boys in, you boys in blue work for me uh huh and it's bossed by Gordon. He goes, you... Not all of us. And there's yeah, just apparently. this...
0: The whole freaking... Task, yes. The force, right? They're just
1: all waiting for him. And I love it. It's a great scene. And uh, Batman brings it to Gordon. And Gordon reads him his rights. And the rat is brought into the light. And then the rat is... <laughs> yeah. Exterminated. The Riddler, from his apartment, uh, looking over the club, just as he... He was probably waiting. He probably knew. Yeah. Here he comes. And there he was.
0: And... He shoots him. Um, people think it's the penguin briefly. Because the, the 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 penguin essentially almost brandishes a gun, mm-hmm. um, and and he keeps yelling, "I didn't shoot, anger. You know, right, I didn't right." Shoot. And like, what an opportunity! I almost wonder if the minute he started solving Penguin grabbing that gun. Yeah, he was like, "Now's my shot, shot."
1: Yeah, yeah. and um, then that scene I I knew we'd get back to it um, where <laughs> Batman's looking over Falcone. As a yep. light is flickering in Falcone's glasses, which Batman looks up at and realizing, oh, we did it. He brought in the light, and this is what right. he did with it.
0: So this I... is what the
1: purpose of it was. And that's when they worked together, the him and Riddler. That's probably where Riddler thinks they're working together.
0: Oh, that seals his idea that he that's did Exactly, yeah. What, yeah. And so, like, I, I feel like there was some sort of significance with the light flashing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's the the light going out of somebody. The light going out of...
1: Oh, I didn't, even, I didn't even catch that. That's a good...
0: Yeah. I, I think he's catch. already dead, like, as it's flashing, but it's, like... Good catch. Yeah.
1: And maybe he recognizes Bruce Wayne as Batman as in his final moments. I don't That's know. I'm,
0: I'm actually starting to think that... Uh, That's my theory. That it's very possible.
1: That's my theory. Um, and um, I, I believe it's Mackenzie again yells that the shot came from up there. I don't know who it is. It's a No, cop. I think
0: it's uh, Rodriguez.
1: Ramirez. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I called him Mackenzie. That yeah. was that was the Martinez. Martinez. I'm sorry. It's Martinez. I believe yells it. Yeah. What a like underrated great cop he is.
0: Yeah. He's like the next Gordon. So I wonder if he saw it or like because Batman was like uh, that's when he realizes in the light he looks. Maybe up, he saw and I Batman. Wonder if he saw his line of sight, but either way, he
1: calls it. And they find Riddler's base of operations because yep. you see him go away from the window. Batman gets up there and like. Two seconds. I don't even know how Riddler escaped. He freaking flies through a window. <laughs> <laughs> the window. just... Through the window. The rappel- <laughs> kicks the door in. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. He's in there. He wasted no time. Dude, he got there quick. Well, because that's his chance to catch the Riddler. Yeah. And the... that Yeah, the grappling hook goes in like a radiator. He flies through. He gets up quick, runs through. Yeah. He's wasting no time. And his base of operations is revealed. And then they get the call that... A, a witness. witness. Yeah. A witness, always a witness. A witness saw someone go down the fire escape into a diner. And at this part of the movie, I was like, no way it's him, right? And it is. Yeah. <laughs> they go to the diner, and the Riddler, finally, as we see Paul Dano's face, is revealed
0: to be Edward Nashton. So before we get to that, when they show him sitting in the diner, right, and they're mm. all like, do we just go in there or what? He just, yeah, he's just sitting there. Um, there is a iconic piece of Americana. It is Edward Hopper's painting called Nighthawks, and it's the painting of... You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a painting of a dude sitting in a diner late at night. Really? If I showed it to you right now, you would know what i I actually about. have no. Yeah. Uh, huh. It is just like when you talk about like classic uh, like contemporary American art. Um, interesting. interesting. Yes. But as soon as I saw that, that's all I could think of. It's nighttime, it's a diner, it mm-hmm. looks like it's in like the 50s or something, and there's just a guy sitting at the bar at the diner. Yeah, I just ordered a slice of pumpkin pie, says <laughs> that's so creepy. Yeah, and like... then they slam them down. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to point that out, because I, I saw that, and I could not help but think of no, uh, yeah. good, painting. No, yeah,
1: good catch. And they, uh, the uh, Riddler is revealed to be Edward Nashton, who, a little nugget, in every, this is the first piece of Batman uh, lore where his name is Edward Nashton. And not Enigma. And not Enigma.
0: I actually had to look that up. Edward Enigma. Because I was like, mm-hmm. hold on. Are and they I, taking this in a different direction? And I what? watched
1: like six or whatever seasons of Gotham it was, and he was the main character in one, and they said Ed Enigma a million times. E-Nigma. So I knew his name. Like, Enigma. It was like burning in my brain from that show, so I was like, it's that's not him. Yeah, hold on. It's but I mean Nash and Enigma, it's same. You know, it's Ed well, and, something.
0: And you can definitely tell that um, he's to part of this guy's mental illness, and I don't know if it's like you know what he has a control issue, right? Because as soon as they slam him down, like it's not going the way he wanted to, and he starts making that those faces, and it's almost like the rage is just like mm-hmm. just like that. The rage is there. And uh, Batman comes up to
1: the window, and they make eye contact for the first time, and Riddler does this really creepy, like, smile. Yeah. And it, it kind of sends, it's like this little, a chill goes to your body, you're like, ooh. That was a really creepy smile that he gave Batman. And then they should, of course, show the cup of coffee
0: with the question mark. So when we finally see Paul Dano as the Riddler, though, mm-hmm. so it, he it. swivels around in that chair. It was yeah. really weird because he is nothing at all what I expected, but then at the same time, he is like everything that I expected.
1: Yeah. And he's actually really. Paul Dano's a really good, with the glass and everything, a really good casting for. I mean, I was going to say Ed Nigma because that's who Riddler is. He's just kind of a really good casting for that character. Um, you know, if you think to Jim Carrey's Riddler. His he was Ed Nigma, and he was kind of a scientist, and he had glasses, and he was kind of nerdy. Like that's kind of the same like vibe. do they
0: say he was an accountant?
1: They said he was the accountant. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, they said his idea is Edward Nashton, and he's an accountant. You know, and it kind of all leads Nigma's kind of been Ed's kind of been the same. Like he just kind of looks. I'm saying he's a perfect Paul Daniel's a perfect casting. Yeah. He just kind of looks like Edward Nigma does, and then again in the uh, show Gotham, that Ed Nigma. Has okay. glasses and he's, you know, kind of, kind of taller. He just kind of Paul Dano's perfect casting. Gotcha. And he puts he puts quite a performance in this movie. Sorry, I did not know where I was going. I feel like I was turning around in circles. <laughs> I did not know where I was going with that. But um, yeah, Paul Dano's perfect casting. Just kind of looks like he's the
0: Riddler. So they finally capture him, mm-hmm. and now they're going back through the apartment. They finally got the Riddler. He's locked up, safe and secure. So they an go. Arkham
1: Asylum. Yeah. Yep. And
0: yep. so they're searching his apartment. And that's when you start to get the idea of who this guy really is, really. Well, and I'm just sitting here thinking, like, he knows who Batman is. Because he's got all these pictures of Bruce <sighs> right. Wayne. He's got all these pictures of Batman. And then he's got this thing that says, like, I know the
1: real you. And it says, who is the Batman? Yeah. And then Beside that it says, like, I know the real you. And he's yeah. got all these ledgers. Mm-hmm. He's got, like, rat
0: tubes. You just kind of get a feel of this guy. And that's kind of when Batman says, like, I think I might be the final... Like yeah. I think this might there, this might be the end to the Batman or something like that.
1: And they find the which is the first time they say Batman in the whole movie. Someone actually says Batman. Wow. And it's and it's Robert Pattinson and he says, I this might maybe this is it, and he goes and Gordon goes, The end of what? And he goes, Maybe everything, Batman, you know. Hmm. Which is interesting. And
0: the next clue is found in a cage with a bat in it. That was before that, but And so this actually occurred to me while we were doing the podcast. I feel like typically in the past Batman is afraid of bats. But in, hmm. and, and maybe I'm just remembering yeah. that a certain way. No, I, I I
1: think we might be right. I think you might be right. Like Bruce Wayne is, like, right. as a kid, like when he falls into the Batcave. I forget who he is. It's in one of the older Batmans. But in this yeah. one, he just sticks his hand right in the cage. Mm-hmm.
0: There is no fear of the Bat.
1: Yeah, no. He might be a little hesitant, but I feel like he reaches in pretty easily and just yeah. kind of grabs it. Yeah. And that's where my confession is written. And there's kind of like a map in the back, which I don't, you don't realize what it is the first time. But that's the that's the map under the rug, that he kind of writes. He draws like the outline of it. Yes. And that's and they were like, "My confession. What does that mean?" And then wow, and that's, that's what he
0: says. Like, it, this isn't over. this isn't over. Yeah.
1: And then he Bruce or the they get a call and it's for Batman to go to Arkham. Yep, he wants to talk to them. And he tells Gordon, "You're a good cop," and then rolls out. Yeah, rolls out, and. Batman also believes in that scene that Riddler has found out
0: who he really is, which yes. you touched on. Yes. So, and this is kind of when we get into what I would call the final act of the movie. I
1: would say we're 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 in the third act when I say with the um, interrogation scene, we
0: get into the third act. So, do you want to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we can discuss the final act and kind of wrap everything up. Let's do it. All right, guys, we're gonna take one last break. I appreciate you staying with us, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment. All right.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Cinema Bros. We are into the third act of the Batman here, and uh, we're back. Going to finish this movie up.
0: Wrap her all up wrap you guys. Yeah. All right, G, what you got? So now um, Riddler's been captured. He's in Arkham. Um, and him and, you know, he's wanted to see Batman, so they're kind of talking in between this, like, glass. Um, mm-hmm. and he's going on and on about Bruce Wayne. And you're just for sure that he knows who he is. Until finally, uh, the Joker, or I'm sorry, the, the Riddler finally says, you know, Bruce Wayne was the only one we didn't get. And you breathe a sigh of relief.
1: And so does Bruce Wayne slash Batman, because <laughs> at that moment, he's, like, looking down the entire scene, because he's almost, like, embarrassed that this guy knows who he really is. But then the minute Riddler says that, he looks up at him, and he walks forward, and that's when he first, like, kind of sees him, because he's like, look at you, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's relieved. He doesn't actually know who he is. Right. Mission, like, okay. woof. Close call. And I just want to say, in this scene, the magnificent acting by Robert Pattinson and Paul Dano, class act by them both. Oh, Amazing yeah. acting where um Batman doesn't get what the final plan was. He did, he really thought he already figured yeah. it all out, but yeah. he doesn't know. So Batman's yelling and hitting the glass and Riddler is singing um uh Eva Maria. Yeah, Eva Maria. And Riddler's, you know, backstory is an orphan is revealed and he's singing the song and Batman's hitting the glass. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really creepy scene. Where Riddler's singing and he doesn't really care that Batman's, like, dying to know what his real plan is because he's scared for himself and the city. And what's his grand plan?
0: Right, because he's already done so much so far. So, like, what could you possibly have left in store? And oh, my.
1: And then the minute that scene ends, Riddler's theme is finally revealed as this creepy version of Ave Maria, which is, like, you know, it's a really, like, creepy version of that theme and that's riddler's uh that's like riddler's theme it's like build up to it the whole movie and then you finally get to hear it mm-hmm. in that moment um just again amazing acting by both those actors in that scene well done well done to both indeed. of them because it's very it's just a really tense scene especially at the end one of these guys is singing the other one's like smashing this glass because he's, he's what did worried you do? and stressed out and doesn't yeah. know what he's doing and then Riddler's just happy because he doesn't figure it out yet. Yeah. Because like, maybe I outsmarted him.
0: Yeah, you know, he thinks maybe, maybe he' gave won. too much credit.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yep. And, uh yeah. Oh, and I just want to real quick touch back to that scene. Riddler says, me and you both know that this is the real you. Yeah. Which is a great line because as we've talked about masks and whatnot, mm-hmm. that, which Robert Pattinson, I believe, said that this Bruce Wayne is obsessed with being Batman. When he's not Batman, he's more depressed than when he's just in the Batsuit.
0: Right. Because He's obsessed
1: of, with being him because that is the real him. Oh, and as Bruce Riddler Wayne says, with the mask, mask on, you
0: can be yourself. There's no more shame. There's no more embarrassment. There's no more... The real
1: mask is Bruce Wayne. Right. Yeah. So I just wanted to touch on that. And uh, Riddler's tantrum in that scene kind of starts because Batman calls him a psychopath. Yeah. And then he says, We're not, we never work together. You're out of your mind.
0: Yeah, you'll never be remembered. Yep. You'll die in here forgotten.
1: And then Batman goes back to the crime scene to figure out what exactly it was. Yes. And (laughs) this is when it's revealed that the bat symbol on his chest comes off and he cuts police tape with it. Uh Uh-huh. And he puts it back on. How cool. It also sets something up later. Yes. Majorly sets something up. But uh, great, great use of the bat symbol. That it has a purpose. Yeah. It's not just there for looks. It's also a knife. He can practical. use to cut something. Yeah. Right. And then in there is Martinez. Ramirez.
0: I've gotten his name wrong this entire podcast, and I feel terrible, but it's because it is Martinez. Yes, it's for Martinez. I'm just going to start de- just defaulting to your judgment. I only, I only know because I have it written in my note. Martinez. <laughs> but he identifies the murder weapon as of a, the mayor. As a carpet
1: tool. Yeah. Which he, like, Batman looks at Martinez for a second and is like... Is that what it is? Like, he's like, oh. He's like, you know, it's like a, he's like it's A tucker. A, it's a tucker. It's a carpet tool, yeah. yeah. My uncle. Which Batman uses to rip off the carpet, finally revealing Riddler's ultimate plan. Right. And the Riddler theme plays again, and we know his plan. And his plan is to flood Gotham. Because yes. as we know, Gotham is on a... It's an island with a whole bunch of bridges connecting it, and mm-hmm. he basically blows the, the seawalls with vans. Seven
0: of them to drive everybody to gotham square yeah I, gardens i think it's yeah something like that and
1: uh his he and he, he in, in the video that him and martinez find the followers are to carry out the rest he's not he's in jail so he can't do the physical right. stuff so he has his followers wait for a while who i mean have geared up and look exactly like the riddler yeah. in the chat it shows that they're like, "Don't go to the army Plus
0: store that you can get the mask yeah. and the combat jacket." These,
1: these guns are the best.
0: Use these rounds, you know. They're yep. talking about all this stuff, and you're just like, really? and honestly, like this is what's so terrifying is that you know it just really touches on. It's, it, it's very realistic. And I would say that it just echoes some of the mass shootings that we've had and where you have these people that are inspired and radicalized by this online extremism. And uh, I, I think right. that's what makes this so scary is because it's it's somewhat realistic in the mm-hmm. sense of this is something that you can actually see Him happening. Him having
1: these followers that believe in everything he's saying. Yeah. you know. And are willing to go to this mm-hmm. extent. And then in the garden... Uh, Gordon basically steps up during the evacuation and you kind of see the Commissioner Gordon kind of coming in. We don't know.
0: We're still trying to figure it out. He kind of steps up.
1: All right, everybody. And you kind of see maybe this is where the Commissioner Gordon starts to come in. And um, he also (laughs) saves the new mayor. She's out on stage and he runs and... We tried to tell her. He did. and But he saves her anyways. He does. That's what he does. And then the real... We start to really get cooking when uh, batman do, 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 rigs do, 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 the entire yeah what a great sound explosions. that is yeah this once again the sound effects as you've said yes what a great sound that is as batman rigs the entire roof to explode and then flies down we finally see the cape fully like yes as he descends and he lands music it's like the loudest yeah. ever been he uses two grapplers on both hands to pull these guys yeah yes yes yeah it's just going it's this is the loudest you ever heard the music and i i couldn't be happier i <laughs> couldn't be happier because you just really hear the music it's awesome he's taking out these goons one by one they're mm-hmm. like hanging he like hits them and they're like go they're like hanging on these like wires yeah for protection he they go flying he's hitting them one by one um he uses like a smoke bomb by putting a bomb on this like, ga- which is, he doesn't have the gadget, but it's very batman to use a smoke bomb,
0: which he doesn't he actually improvised. use, but he
1: like creates it yeah. by using like this little tiny grenade on a like Fire canister sure or something. It's like a canister of something on the scoreboard and it like blows this and it makes it gas. And then he like jumps out at the yeah. sky, really like creepy, but I love the uh, smoke bomb because it's just Batman-y, um, for lack of a better word. And he's just taking these guys out. The part where he grabs the gun and hits the dude. Yeah. And it's just going. That's after, that's right for the smoke, I believe, right? It's while yeah. the smoke's around. He's, uh-huh. like, hitting the guy with the gun. He hits this dude so hard, his, like, neck, like, flies around. He hits the ground. There's just no pulling punches here. Hits that yeah. guy with the gun. Hits the dude with the butt of the gun. And then finally hits him again. And then looks right at the camera. It's, like, you're really, like, whoa. <laughs> he's, he's going to work.
0: Don't I mean, hurt
1: me. We kind of knew when he rigged the entire roof to explode at one big like yeah Got that noise I, I it's just such a good sound effect as it just goes around a circle and he falls down takes all these guys out um
0: what do you have next
1: in this part i mean i don't i feel like i'm also well, jumping
0: this is when uh he gets like i'm, I'm pretty sure it's a double barrel shotgun and That's i think he I shoots him well. twice and the chest. And of course, you know, he's got the armor, but the force from the blast sends, you know, sends him back. He almost falls off the catwalk that he's on and he's holding on.
1: And he's been shot with a shotgun before in the Iceberg Lounge in that first scene, but that was far away. This is, he was running towards this guy when the dude got the shot. Oh, off. it
0: was pretty much point blank.
1: He was close. And like I said, I and think it And it hurt was... him so much, he kind of fell and
0: is just kind of hanging there for like. I think like... it was both barrels. Had to be and and so, and then you think that... He's weak right now. He, he is very weak. And he's hanging he's on. hanging. And the guy sees an opportunity. Gets up, reloads. Reloads and gets it right sticks, up to his face. Yeah. Uh, and luckily, he was taking a sweet time. He was. Because lo and behold, Catwoman saves him. Catwoman comes in and saves him. Yes. And um, pulls him back up on the catwalk. She knocks the dude out. Um, and she's kind of laying over him. And saying, like, it's all good. Everything's okay. Yeah. You know,
1: he starts to, like, close his eyes a little bit because she mm-hmm. says it's okay. Oh, they share their second kiss. The second bat cat kiss uh-huh. is in this scene. He had enough strength to pucker those lips. <laughs> <laughs> just enough. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then the last goon. that There's always that one last uh, goon. That one last goon him. grabs Catwoman, th- kind of just takes her with him off the um over to the side mm-hmm. where and batman's still on the ground
0: and he's struggling he is yeah. and i don't know if it's adrenaline or what but it's an adrenaline shot He yeah he gives himself an adrenaline shot and you can just i mean you can feel that wave of energy just there's, there's
1: almost like in the background this like pounding sound effect yeah that he's like his heart's racing and yeah. he's like and he gets up quick and he's
0: just screaming yep he screams and uh he then proceeds to beat the ever living crap out of that guy dude i was like is he ever going to stop beating this guy i mean
1: he tackles him and that the noise of that because the sounds kind of like blurred when it's almost... Like, yeah it's almost it's
0: like yeah, like really very quiet dull hits. yeah but he's because hitting. it's him in in the zone like he's just like raging mm-hmm. right now
1: and there's if
0: Gordon wouldn't have come. He wouldn't have stopped hitting him. He hit him so much. and Because it's all adrenaline. So when Gordon stops him and they go to take his mask off, I was kind of like afraid to look because I didn't think there was going to be much left. But surprisingly, there was a face there. I
1: almost thought it was good. I feel like if this movie was rated R, he would have looked a lot different,
0: in my opinion. Absolutely. Because they wanted that PG-13 rating. Absolutely. Just because it's more accessible. So Gordon asks him, uh, after they take that dude's mask off, who are you? And he says... Who, me? I'm vengeance. I'm vengeance. Yeah. And Batman kind of has, like, this epiphany right then. he kind of mm-hmm. has this coming to terms moment where he realizes, like... Am I wrong?
1: Yeah. Why am I doing this now,
0: you know? Right. Like, you know, because in, in a way, those guys are kind of... Well, not them so much, but uh, Riddler was kind of a vigilante in his own way. Yeah. You know, what separates the two of them? Where do you draw the line? Yeah. Killing, I suppose. Yeah. Really yeah, like kill, and kill. That's fair. Yeah.
1: Um, And then in this, after that, in this complete moment of what's going to happen, you know, you just don't know, there is all these people in the bottom of this arena where water is filling in, uh-huh. and there's this stray, like, electrical, like, wire, I say wire, but it was, it's pretty big. And it's, like, flinging around yeah. by the water. Sparking. There's, and, like, arcs coming off of it. Yep. And Batman makes a decision, and he jumps off the top and saves everyone below in this beautiful moment of heroism, superhero-ness. And this is the first time you feel he is he's a superhero. He's a, yeah. He's a hero. Yeah. Because the whole movie, you're like, okay, this is Vigilante. And now you're like, wait, he's a hero. And he grabs the Batmobile... He gra- Batmobile... He grabs the Batarang... Or the... I said something again. Right. That's is, what I would call it. He doesn't use Batarang. The Bat symbol and... Scre- cuts the wire. Screams again and cuts the wire and falls into the water. And just a beautiful moment for me. I don't me.
0: think he's going to get up either.
1: He falls into the water pretty hard. Him. What a beautiful moment that was. Yeah. Just And there's this like wide shot of him just hanging on the wire... And the music fades out, the like music as he's falling. Fades down. out, yeah, and you're like, um, is he okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I kind of believe that there's the symbolism that he comes out of the water as a new Batman. It's almost like he's baptized, right? Yep. I was just going to say that. It's almost like he is a different. He went into the water as Vengeance Batman, but he comes out of the water as this hero, mm-hmm. hero Batman. Well, because and... then he
0: comes out and he, like, lights his torch. Lights this, like, giant flare. Flare. Thank yeah. you. Not yeah. a torch. It is a flare. Yeah, he
1: lights his giant torch. And I truly believe that this is the greatest decision the movie made. And they've made a lot of great calls, but I say this one was the best. Is to go this... Bruce Wayne realizes that what he's doing has had an effect. It's right. not the one he intended, but he, he has had an effect, and it is being a hero i think that's the great the greatest choice the movie's made you know
0: well so he goes to rescue all the people trapped under the debris Mm -hmm. and um he sticks his hand out and the mayor's under there the new mayor (laughs) will elect and you could tell at first she's like i don't want to take your hand but then the former mayor's son i believe that's who it is Mm -hmm. no right? okay that's who it is yeah uh takes his hand and comes out and then that's when she realizes like Okay, maybe you are here to help us. And then after that, they all start coming out to him. And, and like you said, that's the moment where everything shifts. Everything's
1: different. And yeah. the scene where the mayor's son grabs Batman's hand is was so unexpected. The first time I watched it, it just caught me off guard because you don't see him. And then he comes out of nowhere and grabs his hand. Right, It caught me so off guard. I didn't think the kid was going to come back, like in the story, I mean. Yeah, what a great, um, just part because Batman saw himself in this kid, and then mm-hmm. the kid reaches out and grabs his hand. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, first two times I saw it in theaters, it got me. I was I I was teared up a little bit. Just it's just a great moment because that yeah. whole the whole movie he saw himself in this kid, and then this kid reaches out and, and then everybody else is like, okay, yeah, cool, and then he leads them across the water in this great shot above. It's like bird's eye view of uh-huh. him leading all these people with a red flare uh-huh. across the water. And this beautiful shot, this beautiful moment. Um, just, I don't know what to say other than it's a beautiful scene.
0: Hmm. It is, it is. Just, And there's a lot of symbolism behind it. There is. Because like, like we've said, it's, you know, the whole shift in how he's being viewed. And then I think even more so once he's like got everybody up to the rooftop
1: and it more changes his attitude as batman as well. Like well, next time he, even, he puts on the suit, he might he's he's got different right. like views and
0: stuff. And and as he's narrating now, he starts, you know, in the beginning it was fear as a tool, and yeah. now it's people need help. I have had an effect, you know. And yeah. something
1: in the way he plays again. Yep. For the yeah. second time, which was unexpected for me. And it's like that song's almost like the bookmark for the start and finish of the movie. Yeah. It's almost like a bookmark. Like this is the beginning of the movie. He's riding his motorcycle, and uh-huh. now it's like, all right, it's winding down. Um, and the narration begins again, and he narrates that the effect he's had on people is not the one he intended, but vengeance is not the way to change the past, basically, is what right. he says. And he has to become more. He has to become a symbol of hope.
0: Yeah, because oh, people
1: need hope. I love it. Yeah. I love that last narration. It's my favorite narration because it just means a lot for the character of Batman. In the second movie, we're going to see a different Batman, I truly believe. I think so. He's going to be a little... I mean, he's still going to beat the crap out of people, but, I mean, he's going to be different, you know?
0: A hundred percent. No, I think you're spot on with
1: that. And then, in a line during the narration, he says people are going to take the chance to grab whatever they take, and it shows the penguin in Falcone's room looking out to the city, like, all of opportunity. Yeah,
0: so I definitely think we're going to be seeing more of him in the next one.
1: I wanted to actually mention that... There was a TV show coming to HBO Max called The Penguin, mm. starring Colin Farrell, where it'll take place after the first movie, and, I mean, he's set up as a pretty big boss in this movie. So we'll probably see him in the second Batman movie, but before then, we'll see him in the Penguin, because that's coming out before the second movie. So mm-hmm. it's almost going to be like this middle chapter, which they said we might see Batman in that show. He might show up. Interesting. I mean, it's a big city, but it's not that big. Batman's going to come around, especially if he's a big mob boss now. Right. There's no Maroni. there's no Falcone. So who's left? Really him. Because he was Falcone's second-hand man. Yeah. So I think in, our, in that TV show, which is an interesting idea, which is officially called The Penguin okay. on HBO Max, can't wait to see it. I love this universe, can't wait to expand it.
0: Yeah, and I think they're going to be doing a lot with this whole universe that Matt Reeves has created. I think they will. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, yeah, Batman's a
1: hero now. Um, oh right and then on the roof as you mentioned he's carrying this woman across the crowd this crowd of people mm-hmm. with the sunset in the back and it symbolizes him becoming more as he says it symbolizes him becoming um, a hero superhero yeah I mean um and yeah sets him up to be more heroic in the next movie for sure what you got next
0: That's really all that I had. I mean, I know there's a little bit more. The movie's not quite over yet.
1: Yeah, I have only two more notes, really, and they're not so big. So there's a final scene with the Riddler.
0: Oh! Where he's in Arkham
1: Asylum, one of my favorite scenes. He's in Arkham Asylum, and
0: um, someone's talking to him. Who's talking to him? So it's actually funny because... uh, it's cast as Unseen Arkham Prisoner. It is. And
1: basically, the Joker is teased. Yeah, we all know it's the Joker. We all know who it is. Uh huh. That laugh gave it away. It is, we pl- didn't he know. is played by Barry Key again. Okay. Who is getting himself into the superhero realm. He was just recently in a, in a new Marvel film. Okay. Uh, called the, uh, Etern- No, just called Eternals. He was in a new Marvel film. So- I saw that
0: when I looked him up.
1: Yep. yep, so he's kind of getting himself into the superhero role, and now he might be the Joker. Don't know if it's going to be the second movie, or third, or fourth, or... God knows, but he is here. We know, and he tells... Um, he tells Riddler Gotham loves a comeback story,
0: which is yes. an interesting line, because you're like, well, if he's in jail, then it'd be his comeback as well. It could be both or of them. they could be comebacks. working together, that's what I'm thinking, is that yeah. somehow they're going to get out and work together, and that's going to be the second movie.
1: Well, he tells him a riddle. He says, riddle me this, and he says... Mm-hmm. Which, me, really, this is also a big Riddler line. And he says, you know, he basically says that they're friends. Yeah. And they both laugh together in this terrifying way. Cackling. Yeah. Great Joker laugh, Barry Keegan. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Hey, and they, they, sold. And they, they pan away, and that's the last time you see those 2 mm-hmm. Which, terrifying scene in Arkham. Can't wait to see where that picks up, you know, next time you see this universe. Maybe during Penguin Show, there's like, hey, there's a breakout or something, and it sets up. That these guys are out there mm, maybe you know who knows and then uh, yeah i really just the next scene is the bat and the cat riding away together through this uh through, through the cemetery because the, the selena was visiting her mom's grave and they kind of go their separate ways the overture plays as they're just winding through these hills um and she says uh never mind you're already spoken for and they painted the bat signal because she's yeah. like, "Come with me," you know. Yeah. I like that, um, and just kind of a beautiful ending as he watches her drive away in the back, in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. He looks forward to the city and over to black. the yeah.
0: So, oh,
1: Garrett, this is a movie.
0: <laughs> I know you enjoy this movie. This so, is a movie. So, who was your? I guess we we did this on the last episode, so it's only proper we do it on this one. So yes. What would you say was like your favorite role in the movie?
1: My favorite performance would probably just have to be Robert Pattinson's Batman. Okay, just I know it's you know cliche because the main character, but right, just, it's more of a it's a comeback story in itself because no one Robert Pattinson's Batman really come right. on dude, right. and he absolutely just put in a performance that will be remembered for oh I definitely a while. think so. Robert Pattinson did it, and I'd say you know. Paul Dano comes in close second. Or Zoe Kravitz. Mm-hmm. They're probably tied for second. Two great, just a great cast we got in the Supergirl yeah. movie, you know. I mean, I got shout out to Matt Reeves for the beautiful directing he did in this film. Yeah. What about you?
0: Tell uh, me actually, your favorite performance. I actually really thought that uh Colin Farrell did a really good job as the penguin. Um and I think that, like I said, like during that car chase scene uh and even when they were like interrogating him it just i know he has makeup on but like not only like the dialogue but the facial expressions just everything like i just i really thought he did a good job um and as small of a role as alfred had i think that that was a very underrated and i know again it was small but Mm. i something about his character i thought was great
1: andy circus did an amazing job as alfred Yes, i agree I thought that was a, that was an underrated performance for sure,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, that's interesting you say Colin Farrell he's he did an amazing job, so yeah. you're definitely gonna enjoy his show. <laughs> it yeah, hits HBO Max. Yeah, sometime next year. Yeah, and my underrated performance was Jeffrey Wright as
0: Gordon James James Gordon. So whenever I, when I first saw him as Gordon, um, you know he played he was in one of the Hunger Games. Yes. Um, yeah. And that's the first thing I thought of. Oh, really? Yeah, it was oh. him in The Hunger Games. Yeah. I know he's been in so much more, but yeah. I couldn't help but think of that.
1: That's kind of an People don't really talk about, but what a Magnificent job he did. Yeah. And him and Robert Pattinson had great buddy cop chemistry. They
0: did just as, um, you know, uh, Zoe Kravitz and Robert Pattinson had their chemistry. had great romantic chemistry. Yeah. Yes, whereas they had more of uh, like a, a team Partners,
1: uh, partner, yeah, good yeah, partner. Yeah. Different kind of partners, yeah. yeah. And my last shout out goes to Michael G. Inchino for the score. The score, wow! He scored his 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 cheeks off. He did great. <laughs> <laughs> he did great.
0: Yeah, some bops in there. Yes, the... yeah. That <laughs> feels so weird saying that. No,
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah, gosh, yeah. Colin Farrell's favorite performance. That's a good call. Yeah respect yeah. it. Good call. Uh,
0: it. that like during the car chase scene is when it hit mm-hmm. me and i was like this is it this is my
1: favorite now batman. this is my hot take for the podcast okay this is my hot take for the podcast get ready <laughs> Pattinson is my favorite batman i'm gonna go ahead and say it now i might get under fire for that comment but he's just a f- definitive batman for me now mm. he just has his presence he looks the part as you said earlier you imagine, you imagine that's what Batman would look like. Yeah. He looks the part. He's got a scary car. He's got great gadgets.
0: When it's just so, like,
1: like real, too. He is real, and... I
0: don't
1: know. Bravo to Robert Pattinson, because I think he did a masterful job. as yeah.
0: Batman. Batman. I mean, it really leaves you curious to see what else is in store. What's next. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I can't imagine there not being a sequel there is. Yeah, I mean, there's gotta be. <laughs> yeah, there is. I know that originally Matt Reeves wanted to, but I was reading something about Discovery, bought Warner Bros. Oh, a whole then... bunch of drama with that. Yeah. But that's mainly affecting the, like... The spinoffs, like, the shows and stuff. Like, I saw Batgirl got cancelled.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, that's, like, affecting the, like, the Justice League Earth 1 okay. DC movies, and this movie kind of plays on, like, Earth 2. Gotcha. It's, like, on a different universe, so it doesn't really affect that. Thank God. Gotcha. Because... I need me to the Matt Reeves universe. Because <laughs> it's good stuff. It's right. noir. It's perfect.
0: I use that word.
1: Well, I'll
0: piggyback off of that. I see what you've got written down there for your score. So why don't you go ahead and tell everybody oh, what, all right. what so, you rate this movie. we got to average in our so scores it, for Cinema Bros. At but the end, if you're new, at the end, what we do is we rate the movie on a scale of 1 to 10. I guess if it was really terrible, you would give it a zero. But, yeah. Um. So like i said um we're we're gonna rate the movie we
1: basically both give our score and then average it for yeah you know the cinema Bros score yeah if you will so my score for the batman is a 10 out of 10 i mean,
0: if I, you couldn't
1: tell i by the i loves and the perfect and the amazings and <laughs> i truly believe not only is it a perfect movie it's a perfect superhero movie and it is just Everything I wanted from a Batman movie. Hmm. And we can talk... You People can talk about Michael Keaton's performance as Batman. Iconic. Those mm-hmm. movies are iconic. Christian Bale's performance as Batman. Very good as well. You know, Ben Affleck made a name for... You know, he did a yeah. great job as Batman. Yeah. But Robert Patton's is a definitive Batman for me, man. I don't know. I, I could see it. I, I he's 100%. He's the future of Batman. I could see it. He's the new Batman, and he's the definitive Batman. Yeah. And... I love this movie, and I'm, I give it a 10 out of 10, <laughs> and Goodfellas was great, this Stocker. movie's great, I don't know, great movies, that's what we do here, though. Yeah. We
0: talk about great movies. That's right. What about you?
1: What's your score for the, the Batman?
0: So, uh, I'm actually, I, I thought it was a great movie as well, but I'm going to give it an 8. So nothing crazy low. Okay. But there were a few things like I mentioned as far as um the guys not recognizing him at first when they really just showed how everybody was terrified of Batman. Uh, there were just a couple things in there that I thought that just didn't seem right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and for that movie reason. And, and like I said in the last podcast, I don't think I'll ever rate a movie a 10 out of 10 just because nothing's perfect. Um, mm-hmm. Goodfellas came close. <laughs> but, yeah. but this one I, I, I'd have to give an 8. So I guess that averages... To a, nine, uh, out to a out nine, of 9 out of 10. To a 9 out of 10. Which still isn't bad. It was a pretty good score. What was the
1: Goodfell score? Was it 9? I believe it was.
0: Yeah. Or 9.5. It 9, 9.5, yeah. Yeah. So our final Bros
1: score is a 9 out of 10 for the Batman. Yes. All right. I mean, that sounds good for
0: me. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll take it. That's yeah. fine, I guess. So you guys just, I mean, I, I'd be interested to know what all of our listeners think of as far as what the score is. Yeah. What do you guys think of the Batman? Yeah. Let us know. Let us know um thank you
1: guys for listening yeah we appreciate all the continued support for this podcast especially on this episode because it's gonna be it's a little lengthy it is a little lengthy it's a lengthy movie and but we, we gave even,
0: you fair warning in the beginning <laughs>
1: yeah
0: so all of those that stuck with us till the end shout huge out shout out, shout to out. You. yeah and uh Just thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. We're just
1: getting started, so stick around.
0: Yeah, we hope to bring you guys many more episodes. Uh, Speaking of, next episode. Speaking of next episode, would you like to announce it? So, we had talked about... That's the movie. Shawshank Redemption? We are doing
1: the Shawshank Redemption, yeah. All right, another classic. Which is in my top four movies of all time.
0: I'd say it's going to be in most people's. It is an amazing movie, and I am so excited for an excuse to watch it all over again me too I love love the movie so you guys make sure to stay tuned Uh, catch us on our next episode in the meantime watch some great movies you got anything else to say Nicholas Um, no I'll I'll say watch some great movies watch the Batman
1: (laughs) (laughs) and uh, yeah check in next week
0: for uh, next you know check in for Cinema Bros yep So catch us on our next episode. Watch Salt Shank Redemption so you can uh, be prepared so you can follow along with us (laughs) as we break it all down for you guys. We can't wait to to talk again soon. All right, everybody. All right. Cinema Bros out. (laughs) See ya. Peace.